0: Hey everyone, we'll get back to the podcast in a second, but first I have a new novel out, Holtman Arms. It follows Colvin Hall, an aspiring writer who decides to write a romance novel on a whim, sends it to a publisher, and it becomes a huge success. The only problem is, no one knows it's him because he writes under the pen name Mary Ballantyne. With all of the money and none of the fame, Colvin longs for the world to recognize his accomplishments. When he gets an opportunity to write a freelance article on a washed-up 90s pop star looking for a comeback, that recognition starts to come, but is it all he hoped for? It doesn't matter, because he's getting it whether he likes it or not. Holtman Arms is the second in my author's cycle after A Girl and a Gun, and like that previous novel, it explores themes of success and accomplishment in the 21st century. You can buy it now through Amazon in paperback or on Kindle. The link is in the podcast description. As always, thanks for your support. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the, to the direct video Connoisseur podcast. This is Matt here, and I am joined once again by Ty from Come Office Reviews. Welcome back, Ty.
1: Hey, I'm back again talking some Willis and some Bell Gibson and some Johnny drama.
0: <laughs> some Johnny drama, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's been kind of a, 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 a cool thing. Oh, excuse me. with these. We were just talking before we got on the pod about coughing, and then, of course, I get out, yeah. my voice starts to go as we're talking. Yeah,
1: so. it happens all the time, doesn't it? I <laughs> was well, just, just saying, I'm just pushing liquid music because people are sick.
0: Yeah, I think uh-huh. we th- th- we should I should maybe advertise we should advertise on our podcasting. you know, so like <laughs> it's like, like part of the podcasting kit, right? Just be right.
1: yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Podcasting. If you're sick and you have to do a podcast,
0: try yeah. Liquid
1: Music X. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. You can see the commercial, right? Like the guy with like the, kind of the glasses and the hair, you know, and it's yeah. like he's like in his garage, maybe with like the, pad, yeah, like those, like, the foam padding like a, and stuff. Yeah. yeah I, like, always
1: see, they, I think they make fun of that now because I've seen like fake ads for some guy like on a fake podcast hawking right, right. something. And it's like, <laughs> right. oh, okay. Yeah. It's like no, a mean, fake Rogan or a fake Alex Jones or something. Yeah.
0: Right. It's like, it's like oh, I can't record my podcast. You know, it's like, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the person with him, right? It's like a woman probably who's like yeah. kind of like, you know, dressed like kind of like, like trendy who's with him yeah. and she's like frowning at him because he can't, he can't do the podcast because <laughs> he's coughing. So she yeah. hands him, maybe she like hands him the mucinex with like a, a, you know, like kind of a dismissive look on her face. And, and he's absolutely like, see that. yeah, exactly. And he, he takes up and it's
1: like, Hey, I feel yeah. better. I can do a podcast now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess <laughs> right. Mucinex uses those green blobs as like, as like mascots or whatever. So maybe like the right. green blob is sitting next to him. Like, you yeah. know, yeah, like he's me- doing
1: a podcast too, but he's coughing. Right.
0: Yeah, he's, right, he's Messing actually, up the podcast. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Yeah, it's like these. <laughs> <laughs> we we just we just have all these ideas for things. Yeah, you
1: know, we we just, yeah. We, We're uh, banding about ideas for the next No Subject, and we got right. some good
0: ones. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we definitely have some good Which, ones there. We have
1: enough episodes or enough ideas for at least make a new episode soon. Maybe March. Yeah. Maybe at least for quarterly, February or March.
0: Yeah, and I think for anybody listening here, the most recent No Subject that I did with uh, with the guys from Come Comeuppance. Is um it was released in in January, so just a few yeah, weeks it ago a, so.
1: it's out now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So you can go check that one out. We've got some uh, some very interesting ideas, including um uh, steven Seagal Christmas movie where he's yeah. voicing a dog in a Christmas yeah, movie. That idea,
1: the Seagal who saved Christmas to get people uh, interested. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, did he save? Su- yeah. Did he save Christmas? We don't know.
0: We, we don't. Yeah. You know, right. We you know, don't I think we know.
1: ever explained that actually. <laughs>
0: well, well, part <laughs> of it, right, is is it? It was it him that saves Christmas, or is it the other guy subbing in for his ADR yes. when he doesn't yes. want yes. to it's do the it? the other to guy save subbing Christmas. in for ADR.
1: Right. Exactly. Just throw serve off, or the guy does the uh, <laughs> stunts or whatever. Yeah. Like... Yeah.
0: Exactly. So yes, yeah, so definitely, people could check that out, and you know, I think with these movies, you know, when 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 you first came to be talked, I I first did of course the the solo Willis episode. Yeah. And then when you you came to me tight, you're like, "Hey, I I kind of have fun. I, I'd like to do a couple movies like that with you um in a, in a format like that." And and we did them. You know, it was yeah. a fun time for us, but also it does seem like people are responding to them. And so That's
1: great. That's great to hear.
0: Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things where it seems like it's it's for people to listen to us do these, and it's fun for us to do them. Like it's yeah, kind it's of a... fun
1: because it's like I was looking forward to them. I'm so happy to see that Wire Room was on Tubi. Because when we right. when we talked about Wire Room last time, it's like, oh, hopefully it will be free soon. And like, hey, look, it popped up because I kind of check almost every day.
0: Yeah. See what's going
1: on with these Bruce Woolworths movies and when they're free.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm kind of the same way too. And so just, just for people listening out there, when it yeah. comes to us picking movies for these, these episodes, one of the rules we have is it's not necessarily that they have to be free to stream, but that's kind of a piece of it. Is that we yeah. you, if, if we can get them somehow. Um and so like like section 8 when we did that last episode, it was a unique one because I had a a, a free I had a um had a, a free rental, rental, right? Yeah, yeah and, and w- then you,
1: I watched AMC Plus, so it was just kind of a smush kind of thing. Yeah. It's like I
0: yeah. wasn't
1: well someone has it. So it's like well, I was watching I got nothing else to do.
0: Yeah, and actually, really? we didn't even plan on doing that episode. We were going to go strictly Willis with um, corrective measures and um, – what was the other one? Um, wanted,
1: uh, oh, uh, wrong, wrong place.
0: place. Yeah. Wrong place. And um, it just happened that we had both seen Section 8 sort of independently, and we're like, well, why don't, why don't we chat about that one too? But that's kind of an exception. Usually they, oh. they have to be free for us.
1: That's true. And what's funny is you know, Section 8, of course, has the best performance of Dermot Maroon's career, exactly. uh, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> With his yeah. uh, bow tie and his, you know, gray goatee. and
0: <laughs> With the Grecian formula mustache. Yeah, of it was things.
1: fantastic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. when I saw that, I just like, okay, we have a winner here. We have yeah. a winner of a performance. The movie's okay itself, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about that movie, you know, we discussed it on the pod is how it's very much like kind of the Emmett Furla movies, which we're going to be talking about two That are Emmett Furla produced um, movies here. These, so we're we're kind of going back into that well, and I, and I almost kind of the well again, exactly. <laughs> and I almost think too for people out there that listen to this these episodes. I almost think there's a sense too of like you know you go to tubi hulu you know whatever and they're just loaded with these Emmett Furla productions mostly with bruce willis in them and i do think people seeing them it is kind of fun to have a couple people watch them and try to make sense of what we're we're seeing with these movies
1: because we try to explain it the best we can plus you know we have a little fun too yeah. i mean like i trying to remember um what was it a oh, wrong turn <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> well uh, one of the stars of Wrong Turn pops up in uh, Wire Room, yes. we will talk about shortly.
0: Yeah, just, uh... yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of jump in here. So one thing I want to mention to everybody as well, I am drinking my coffee out of my direct-to-video connoisseur mug <laughs> that I picked up at Threadless. So, um, yeah, the the mug is actually doing really well. So oh, it yeah, is. That's we... great. Yeah, that the, I did also get myself a shirt, which I'm wearing as well, uh, uh, a DTV. Does it say
1: DTV? See, so, I have to look it up, or it I has, can get a free shirt or mug. Yeah, but it,
0: it's the, like... <laughs> it has the logo. The problem okay, with the shirt, shirt is I think the quality of the shirt, so I, Like I got like, just the plain shirt, and they use that company Gildan, which I don't know if you've ever seen them. If you ever go to, like, they, like you mentioned Walgreens, like places like that and get a T-shirt right. there. I think Gildan is the company. Oh,
1: that's where they put out their shirts
0: as they go to Walgreens. Okay, so. Yeah, I, I so I got a shirt from John Cross's After Movie Die, threadless and it was nicer so i think it probably depends on what kind of shirt you get but um yeah it also shrunk a lot i got the xl and um i pulled it out of the dryer and it was like almost choking me so so, all my
1: socks are missing in my dryer i can't find them
0: yeah that happens too the 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 missing sock thing it's like yeah you just kind of but i
1: think they do cling to your sheets i mean i was trying to look into this it's like well and it was, you know, <laughs> they're in cahoots of like Bob Stores or Wal or Walmart and <laughs> like that. Okay, so you you you're missing things like money. I yeah, go to Walmart buy more.
0: Right. Uh, well, it is. Yeah, because it's like because they're so small, like they just get into anything, right? They get like you said, they get in the sheets, they get in the sweaters, but also too, even like when you're bringing like piles of stuff in, you know, because there, there's no like, there's no really efficient way to get clothes from the basket or whatever into the washing machine (laughs) and then from the washing machine (laughs) to the dryer without exactly yeah you have to
1: this is classic life Right. You
0: know, it's like... Yeah, you, you gotta do the bundle. And when you're bundling, <laughs> yeah. the socks yeah. have a tendency to fall out more than anything because they're it so small, it. it's hard to really get them, you know, latched in there like that. So you gotta
1: do the skinny bundle you see on
0: TV. Right. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. Is I think, you know, everybody's so busy in life, but also too, it's, just, it's an efficiency thing. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, when you when you're at the restaurant, right, and the waiter is bringing your dishes back to the, mm. to, the to the dishwasher, you know, they don't want to bring like a bunch of small trips, right? They want to get as many as they can in yeah, one go. Yeah, they gotta take like
1: six or seven, and you're like, oh, yeah. wow, okay, I can take all those.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, right, that's like, somebody at the table is contractually obligated to say, you got all that, right? I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <out> <laughs> hey you got well, all that. Like, you
1: know <laughs> <laughs> like when they say when for your Parmesan cheese on your salad or whatever, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So yeah, and I think that's the, that's the mentality, and that's how socks end up getting lost, and so yeah, it's um. I don't. Yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those things. I I, I kind of try to buy all the same kind, but it. Yeah, that's the problem too. Sometimes I just don't care. I'm just like, okay, these two socks don't match, and it's like I don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like, even if I'm flying, it's like, well, if I got to take my shoes off. Like, no see your
1: feet. Right. You know? it,
0: it, yeah, and even if they do, it's like, you know, I think the only thing is like the holes in the socks can be an issue, right? Because that's like a, kind of a comfort thing. Um, But, no, but I
1: got to have complete socks. I can't have any yeah. holes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's that's the one problem with our society today. Nobody nobody knows how to darn a sock nowadays, right? So you, so if you, your sock has a hole in it, that's it. It's gone. You can't really do anything with it. So No, um, that's true. Yeah. The, I, I wonder if there are YouTube videos about darning. Um, there's
1: got to be something. <laughs> right. think, should, they unbox, you know, transformer toys. it has got to be something. And it's like, Do
0: it Okay, yourself, here darling. I go.
1: It's like you know what's in here already, don't
0: you? I wonder If we, if we have another <laughs> another pandemic or another kind of thing like that, uh-huh. I wonder if that's what, like, the millennial hipsters will – you know, it was like sourdough bread in the last one. Maybe the new one will be darning <laughs> socks. That will be the thing. You know, like they show pictures of their darned socks and, yeah.
1: You know. I don't care about that darn cat, but that's <laughs> right, just me. Exactly,
0: right. probably, but it's really good too. Yeah, we got into darning – yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. so – Get well, some you know, darn the, drama here. Exactly. Yeah. So just a, a bit of a background on this one. We um, you know, in, in the first time we, we, we did this one um when we did this this format, uh, we talked about a day to die with Kevin <laughs> Dillon. And I we had a lot of fun with Kevin Dillon with oh, Johnny I Drama.
1: Sure I, was, I still laugh to this day. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and I think part of the thing was that the last two Willis films we did. They were kind of duds, and, and I think that's when you were talking about, hey, let's do some more drama. Let's maybe just do a yeah. drama. I, I think you were almost kind of joking, like let's do a drama podcast, but then yeah. it was like, hey, this is possible. and
1: Yeah, and it was, and now it's come true. So. Yeah,
0: because I think you were like, hey, Hot Seat's available on Tubi, and I was like, oh, that's great because Wire Room's on. And you're like, oh, Wire Room, too? So we were like, this is perfect. We've got two you know, uh, like Johnny Drama.
1: The Johnny Drama fate gods have, have helped us. <laughs> did this uh, excellent podcast coming up about John Trump. Yeah. Well, and- you're, you're good with the plot <laughs> description. But I will say... um it, I, I well, well jump into the plot description. I can we can talk about the yeah hot notes.
0: We'll 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 start with Wire Room because that one has Bruce yeah. Willis in it, and I think we were yeah. thinking it might be a good bridge from the other Bruce Willis ones. The second one, Hot Seat, has Mel Gibson in. I guess and the and she <laughs> Doherty and Shannon Doherty. Right, so we get some nine hundred two one zero in there as well, yeah. which is yeah. good. Um, but um, but Wire Room, uh, Wire Room. They tell you what a Wire Room is twice, at two separate times in the in the yes. film. Um, it's a it's a place where essentially it's when. You know the Feds are, are tapping a, a criminal. The wire room is where all the information goes to, and that's where they monitor it all. So, Johnny drama. We don't really know a lot about it, but apparently he's like a, a disgraced federal officer, a Homeland Security officer, or something who's been who's given yeah. uh, wire room duty.
1: Yeah, again, too, because he was disgraced in
0: a day to die. So he loves yeah. being disgraced. He just seems to be <laughs> disgraced a lot, yeah. And I think he was yeah. also disgraced in Hot Seat. So he just yeah, he's, yeah. he was. Nobody does disgraced better than than Johnny Drama. I think that's he has probably that great grimace face that we talked about so much. <laughs> exactly. It's just he's like kind of befuddled and upset, yeah. and the goatee <laughs> and the beady eyes, like all kind of comes <laughs> together to make it's this like perfect. yeah. it's just it's it's you you can't nobody else does disgraced better than than Johnny Drama. Um, yeah. So. He shows up. Bruce Willis gives him the lowdown that they're they're um, monitoring this guy Eddie Flynn, who's um an Irish like what did we say? He was like a poor man's was mix like a poor of man's
1: Jason, Jason Statham and Vinny Jones together. Yeah,
0: yeah, just right. kind of a mix there. And and it's interesting because he, he's he has he's bald with a beard, but the beard is like thicker around the goatee area. So I initially yeah. thought he had a goatee when I was describing him to you. And um yeah, because um he also doesn't like to wear pants. Um he eventually yeah, does was, put them on, it, but um it took a most, while. It does take a while there. Yeah, so so. As Johnny Drama's monitoring him, of course, it just seems like a boring gig until uh, a SWAT team shows up and starts picking people off at Eddie Flynn's house. And so now Johnny Drama's got to figure out, do I protect Eddie Flynn because he's got information that we need? So that's when he starts to – he calls in. And, of course, like this wire room thing, it's not just that yeah. they have like a bug. Um, it's not like like Casino, <laughs> yeah, right? Where like, like a million TVs. Right, it's <laughs> like a million – it's like TVs. It's yeah. like – um, what was that, that show on UPN with – um. With Sir Mix um, that a lot.
1: That's a great description. It's not Shasta McNasty. It's no,
0: like... <laughs> no, it's like a show. it barely lasted. But he had like like videos on everything, and he could like see everything going on in the world or something like that. It was that like um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, yes, I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, That's yes. yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was like when upn first started, and it was like yeah, uh, good um, yeah. That, or I guess Sliver, right? I guess like the, the feds oh, sliver, are like Sliver, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah.
1: William Baldwin looks <laughs> at uh, Sharon Stone stuff so, or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yes, yeah, so we have Johnny Drama in the William Baldwin character. So, so as he starts to kind of figure out what's going on here, and of course, it's very Johnny Drama-ish. Like, he's, you know, sort of like doing things like, you know, going to the bathroom and and missing important things. He's like bumbling around trying to get the headphones on. He's like bouncing a tennis ball. I mean, he, he, he has... We were talking about he, he probably has ADD. His character has ADD. He just can't sit still for more than two minutes. But yet wait, wait. he has to Kevin sit.
1: Dillon or Flynn?
0: Kevin Dillon, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. I yeah, think so he does. He, he can't stop getting up from his chair. It's yeah. funny because he sits in both of these movies. Right. They yeah,
0: get... <laughs> both sit down movies for him, yeah. yeah. So as things are unraveling, he starts to figure out who's involved, who's trying to kill this Eddie Flynn guy. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you know uh, – uh, uneasy allies, right? You know, so like the, the, the criminal drug runner is getting helped out by the Fed because he needs to help him, and it's kind of one of those things. And then eventually... It's one of those things, too, with this movie where the next thing you know, you've only got like 20 minutes left, and now the SWAT team's showing up at the wire room, and Bruce Willis is there, too, and they've got to kind yeah. of fend <laughs> off the, the the baddies that are showing up. And, um, yeah, and, and that that's kind of it. Um, that's
1: about it. I mean, like, yeah. what's funny was, you know, Kevin Dillon, a giant drama, is late for his job, so Bruce Willis just yells at him the whole time. Yes, yes. He's so <laughs> grumpy in that. He's never been this grumpy, ever.
0: Yes. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, this is the grumpiest Bruce I think we've seen, at least in these Emmett Furla films. Like usually it's more of like a stoic, like like almost exactly. like a Sphinx-like grumpiness, right? Like he's just sort of just sitting there looking at you, and you just – almost like it's almost like the Swedish silence where you need to fill the space when he's just staring at you. Um, yeah. But
1: this time he just – he walks in. He's laid. He's, yeah. he's yelled at by Will. He's sworn at by yeah. Will. He's an idiot. Yeah, And it's just uh... – <laughs> And then, let's not forget that Bruce Willis has like a partner, right? His name was Nor. Nor. N O U R. That's why, because yeah. I watched the subtitles.
0: Yeah, same she thing. Same, looks like Mae Whitman. Yeah,
1: I thought it was Mae Whitman, and I was like, "Oh, she's not gonna be in that." <laughs> yes. Just like, but then i thought, like, "Well, you never know these days." Right. So it what's like, so yeah. also funny was kind of like he was
0: wearing pajamas, Bruce Willis, when he was first yes. see him. Yeah, it's yeah. he's he, he's very. That's the thing. He's, he he's he's definitely like. He he looks older and tireder in this. Oh, film.
1: absolutely. Maybe one yeah. most tired I've ever seen him. Yeah.
0: And he's just sitting on this couch swearing at 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 um uh at Johnny Drama. And then yeah. like yeah. later he's standing in front of a club. So this club really yes. just looks like a hallway to like do, do you remember like in, in like the nineties and two thousands, there'd be like like maybe like a um uh a, a game room or a video game room or something like that, and it would just be like some kind of like hallway. Yeah. And like yeah, actually like, go in it. Right, exactly. He never goes in Which the he club. He does not. <laughs> no, he's just outside, and he's got like there's like a neon bottle sign, and yeah, so and there's then like a just... doorman that's like clearly not a doorman. Right, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, I couldn't believe that. And
1: well, so the thing is about Johnny Drama's name. that people, his name is Justin Rosa, and <laughs> but people call him Justin Rosen. I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like I thought I heard that said wrong, also by Bruce Willis. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, so he leaves. Like Bruce Willis leaves for a good portion of this movie. Then I mean, he goes to right.
0: a bar, that's in quotes. Right. right. With, then, with, <laughs> with the with the with the neon bottle neon bottle uh, over neon and light he, bottle or whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he sees that giant drama's
0: calling, he's like, Oh, yeah. what do you want, you moron? <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like it's almost like with willis when when, when johnny drama starts to come and, and the other problem with this movie that we're yeah. talking about the, the johnny drama calling and bruce willis calling him a moron this was like one big problem that i had with this movie is that mm. we see things happen in the movie and then johnny drama there's this whole construction where johnny drama has to explain them on the phone to either willis yeah or that's Nor. a great point yeah. yeah and he doesn't explain them well and we're almost like Johnny, just tell him that the SWAT guys just invaded the guys. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I just told, I, I saw a couple troops I of had Trumps to call, and...
1: like, Eddie <laughs> Flynn, kind <laughs> <You're right>. um, <laughs> of. Okay. Let me just call you back, and then they call Eddie Flynn back again, talk to him, and I'll call you back.
0: It's like... Yeah. Yeah. What? It's, yeah, it's just like just, <laughs> just tell him what's happening. And so Yeah. Right. It's like part of the reason why Willis is, is swearing at him is he's like he's like, I don't know, you know, like why did you call me just to tell me that some trucks showed up at Eddie Flynn's <laughs> house? You know, and it's like
1: yeah, Well, you... he had a point. You know, former police chief Allison did have a point. Um right. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> or what's his name his name was uh, shane or something i think it
0: was he's he's shane in this yeah so shane the, mueller or something like mueller, that right which is yeah. interesting because i don't think he was ever shane mueller in the movie but he's shane mueller on imdb so. yeah that's what it says i'm going by
1: imdb yeah. i think they yeah. called him shane
0: yeah they called him shane throughout yeah, yeah. so yeah it's th- 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 i think that's probably of all the things in this movie that made it difficult that might have been the biggest one is just that johnny drama cannot tell c- c- we're seeing things happen in the movie and then Johnny Drama, like, it shouldn't even be a matter of Johnny Drama needing to, to communicate these things to, to Bruce Willis. We should just have him on the phone and know that that's what he's telling him. You know what I mean? It's almost like.
1: That's a good point. Like It's called two-way call. It's a three-way call. You know, it's like, wouldn't it be amazing? But then you have to have Bruce Willis to do his ADR,
0: which hey, I don't think
1: he will do. No. And, let's also, and let's not forget, one of our uh, <laughs> furla buddies is
0: back, Texas Battle. Texas Battle. Like the sheriff. <laughs> As a sheriff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it it is interesting. Which Texas battle has maybe one of the best lines in this movie. So spoiler alert. Uh, oh, m- yeah. Maybe there I should, should put be this, some spoilers. I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I should have put the warning that? up earlier. And and I don't know that this is necessarily spoiler because I, I think you kind of figured this, really this out. I don't really
1: spoiled anything though, But yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, this this wasn't it wasn't like this was a huge reveal. But we find out that Texas battle is the guy who's pulling the strings. And what happens is is that Eddie. Gets Texas on his cell phone on, on Texas Battle's cell phone and gets Texas Battle to admit that he's the bat you know that he's the one pulling the string he's this char- this this mysterious character Junior, so then Eddie yeah. Flynn tells him after yes that's right I did use my cell phone you know and he, and he <laughs> yeah. just like, right and so so Texas Battle after they hang up the call he throws his cell phone on the desk and he go on the desk and he goes, shit. Peggy! And it was like the best line ever. And of course I always do the subtitles too. So it's like you see yeah. shit and then Peggy and it's like, how is that gonna come off? You know? And it's like like that's what I'm gonna say from now on whenever something bad happens. I think yeah, it's just perfect. you know, yeah.
1: And I feel like Texas Battle, uh, we talked about this during when we we're kind of uh, texting back and forth here. Yeah is that he has to sign like he just loves these Randall Emmett movies, so he must sign right. this huge contract.
0: It's like, it's like a scroll, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, well, like, wait, right, that's what we were wondering is maybe he signed a lifetime contract where it was yes, like, yeah, like Bruce Willis did. Right, right. Randall Emmett. Like, what was it? Was it Ghost Rider where, um, where, um, Nicolas Cage signs this big, like, scroll thing from, like, like Peter yeah, Fonda yeah, or somebody like does. that? Yeah, it's right. this really
1: long scroll. It's like <laughs> yeah. a Johnny Cage, giant Drama, coincidence.
0: Sure. I think yeah. I, I wonder if that's like what it, like, if that's what how Emmett Furley gets people in these movies is he just has these <laughs> like scroll. Yeah. Right. What, it's like Scientology has the, the the five million year contract or something like that that they yeah. signed. Or, yeah, it's like, I wonder Don't if that's what Emmett that. does. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah he has there's...
1: that. So you have to be in at least 10 of these movies in your lifetime
0: exactly. or you will be sued. <laughs> right,
1: right. So okay. Bruce Willis has made his obligations. Yeah. Uh, Texas Battle's getting there. So La La not I guess not anymore, but she had at least four or five under her belt. Right, so right. <laughs> so... Yeah,
0: yeah. You, well, you wonder too, like if he has a, split up with you rule right that if he's dating you yeah. and then they split and you split he he doesn't he doesn't uh hold you to the obligation anymore maybe i,
1: I think he did sign some sort of super contract with randall emmett though i, mean, I think you find it in the like the back pages of variety mm-hmm. so it's just like <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> or uh, what's the people use uh, soldiers of fortune they need the back pages to find Hitman. that right, was like yes. the rumor it's like <laughs> yeah, don't like... do that
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody out there don't yeah go go. Instead, you should be looking at variety to see if we can ever find Texas Battle's lifetime contract with that. Uh, I want to see that. Though. I like- <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's funny because Texas Battle is like he, he's one of those guys. I think that like he's happy to have work, and it's like when he's in a movie like this, he's happy to be working with people like Bruce Willis, and he's just like, yeah, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I think
1: yeah, that's basically what he does. Is he's like he's usually a sheriff or some sort of a you know, police officer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so we find out that he's like kind of the, the big name and it's interesting because when we find that out, yeah, it's like the it's 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 one of those things that like we kinda already know it. Like the movie sets it up so much that we already know it that it's just like, when are you going to tell us that this is what's happening? Yeah,
1: I was like, okay, we know that Texas yeah. well, Texas battle is maybe part of this scheme. Right. Yeah. And I did want to mention um well, it's on my notes here? Yeah, so there's a great part where, <laughs> where well, the movie almost almost could be like a stupider Night Eyes and a stupider phone right. booth. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. so like that's what it felt like you know, when I was watching it. It's like this is gonna be like Night Eyes? Oh, it's a it's a dude. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, so, um, and then remember when uh when Giant uh, Drama is using his Rubik's cube? Now I like <laughs> now, that was a befuddled face for him. It's like. <laughs> It's like
0: uh I don't think he ever solved it by the way. No, but it's like... no I mean I mean Johnny Drama is consistently befuddled, like yeah. in, in every circumstance. He's just and, and it's like he's again, he's got like these, these kind of these beady blue eyes and he's got that goatee. And he has this way of making his face longer when he's befuddled. Yeah, how does
1: he do that? It's yeah, like, I think it's pretty talented. Right. I don't think Matt Dillon does that. <laughs> no, that, that's exactly. only that's only Johnny Drama's bag of
0: tricks. Yeah, and and what it does with movies like this, I think it says, you know, like when we watch a lot of these Willis movies, right? It, there's always this 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 um dynamic where Willis is not in the movie for whatever reason, right? In this case, it's because shift is over. So that's how he gets out <laughs> yeah, of the film.
1: That's an amazing one. Yeah, my shift's over. You go now. Like,
0: yes, yeah, so I'm gonna that, leave.
1: Wow, that was fast. <laughs> yeah.
0: But whatever it is, the, then you have this younger white guy with a beard <laughs> Who does all the heavy lifting, and it's usually someone who's just got like it's a full beard. They're grimacing. They were probably yeah. at some point like more like a teen actor, or like they did kind of like more like romance leads, or you know something that wasn't really actiony. Not that, that Johnny Drama's an action guy, but it's getting there though now. Yeah, and it feels like he's a little different because he doesn't like like we talk about with the grimacing. His grimace face point. is a little different than like a Jesse Metcalf's grimace face or you know a Mark Paul Gosselaar. Um, it's it's a, it's it's definitely a lot more befuddled in there. That just Cause he, he? Cause he doesn't have a beard. It's like not. Right. It's like a very very
1: light goatee that's very hard to see. <laughs> right, right. Like. Because when he was, well, I guess he was, you know, wearing that goatee in Day to Die. And right. it's like, what the heck? Well, I don't, maybe he can't grow a beard. I don't know. Yeah, um, he's always had that. and He has, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. It's
0: definitely one of those those goatees that was like more popular in like the, the 2000s. And he just stuck with it. Like he just, yeah. never, he's, this is <laughs> my thing. The goatee is yeah. my thing. I'm not going to get rid of it. And, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that what it's done is it's actually made him a little bit different from the usual guys who always have beards in these movies.
1: Well, that's what makes it help, because I you can't help but laugh when he does his grimace face. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I <know>. there's <laughs> a movie with Kevin Dunn. i never had a chance to see it. It's called Vampires Out for Blood. It has uh, him in his befuddled face, Lance Henriksen and Vanessa Angel. Yeah, I, and I always wanted to see I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, I just don't want to pay kind of high VHS prices or DVD prices for it yeah like i'm willing to pay maybe 20 but not even that maybe like five yeah
0: <laughs> have you I, heard of it, that or seen it the, no i i couldn't see if i could find it in here i mean that because that just sounds pretty amazing um yeah it does i always wanted to watch it he, I just never had he the plays chance. hank holton in it that's to stop there yeah. he's gonna look very befuddled when there's vampires
1: that are out for blood oh man been,
0: yeah. It also turns into a vampire, so the beady eyes <laughs> are like even like beadier because they get that like. Oh, that's great! That's yeah, great. like w- where did that come from when it came to um, uh, when it came to to vampires that they have like the bright bright blue eyes as well. Um, is it because they they can't be out at night, so I guess um, there's or, no need to, to.
1: They came out now, or they came out during the day.
0: Right. Be like, out there today, so there's no need to have. Yeah. Um, the, you need you need the the bright light ones because you need to be able to see in the dark. Is that what it is, baby?
1: Yeah, it must be like that. It must have special contacts. I mean, what got guys see this movie. I mean,
0: who crazy. else is like, in it? Is um a woman Jodie Lynn Ke- O'Keefe? Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe you have
1: Vanessa Angel. I thinking of Jodie Lynn Keith okay. No, no,
0: Vanessa Angel's in it as well. But oh, also she is. Okay, good. Jodie Lynn O'Keefe, um, who played um, Nash Bridges' daughter. In yes, uh, she uh, was good in that yeah exactly so so interesting group of people that are in this so yeah definitely one that as melissa rivers as a talk show host as well so
1: (laughs) as um, herself just as talk show
0: just as as talk show host um,
1: oh that reminds me i i quickly looked at the sir mixed a lot thing it's called the watcher
0: the watcher that's right that's what
1: that's a i mean i'm very impressed by that memory Mm -hmm. so he watched things that he you know
0: yeah so so it was like it was almost like one of those things it was almost like um was it like Kind of like in a *Tales from the Crypt* way, but not like *Tales from the Crypt* oh, like okay. horror so like.
1: Oh, okay. Or *Tales
0: from*, you know, for, like, from *Surreal a lot. It'd be like, yeah, these stories, and then they would almost be like a, a moral at the end, and he would like oh, give okay. you this like this thing of like, yeah, see, see what happens when you're greedy, this, ha-, you know, or something like that. I think that was <laughs> kind of what it was like. I only watched like one. I, I, you remember when, when when UPN first came out? It was like this big deal of like these new shows, and then it was like it didn't take long for the shine to to kind of go away. on.
1: Yeah, that. it was pretty quick. But I mean, you yeah. had Johnson McNasty. Crazy. I mean, I go back in the 90s and go to deadly games which is on UPN. yeah and i love that show and yeah. there's another show called live shot uh, <laughs> i never had a chance to watch it but i used to record deadly games on vhs as a kid right. and because i'm terrible at taping i was trying to cut out the commercials but i yeah. couldn't really know how to do that yeah so but it says at the end of this episode time for a new episode of live shot and <laughs> it's like, so i looked up live shot and it was like a Live action TV program. I never got to see any episode. I just well, deadly game was over, so I turn off the TV. You know, or maybe. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What was the thing too, right? Is that like, yeah, it it, at the time, right? When we were recording these things on (laughs) VHS, we wanted to get the commercials out because that was like a whole thing of it, right? As you watched about the commercials. Now it's like. Now, when you watch them and you see the commercials, there's like the whole nostalgia thing, right? Like, that's like YouTube gold if you've got those commercials because you can, cut them out and upload them, you know, and everybody wants to see them.
1: That's a good point. I mean, like, I think I said this joke last time on when you watched uh, correct measures on Tubi, but it's like, add one of seven, (laughs) it's like one of eight, and like, oh, it's getting higher, it's
0: getting
1: higher. (laughs) I I had to say, there was limited commercial interruption for Wire Room. I was gonna say
0: the same thing, I want to say, Wire Room, (laughs) it was like maybe every 30 minutes we had a commercial. Um, so maybe that's what these newer ones that's what they do it's possible yeah yeah i wonder if with a newer one Tubi maybe even has a deal with them where it's almost like they get more ad revenue for the new ones and so they don't need to have I, there, there could be a lot of things going on because this is a very new movie to be I mean, on i mean
1: it came out at least a couple of months ago so yeah it was not, not even a year
0: yeah, exactly. So of course, I was looking up, I'm I'm still on Out for Blood, so I'm like 2004? No, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, oh, But well,
1: that'd be funny if you'd somehow John John go back in time to make wire room.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I wonder if that's part of it. So it's an interesting thing, right? Because um Um it, I think it um I think it's it's an interesting thing with with, with Tubi that if you see a newer movie on there, maybe that it might have um, less
1: commercials, and it's just like I, which I didn't even really mind the commercials. So I could take a break no. from like giant drama. It's like I did also want to mention, um, the they they mentioned the cartel mm-hmm. that I think Eddie Flynn It's called the Baja Cartel,
0: and it's like, wait a second, Baja men? It's like, <laughs> so they're Baja men. You thought Baja Man, maybe because I yeah. hadn't eaten before I watched the episode. I was snacking on peanuts when I watched it, but I oh, hadn't. Oh, you thought Baja the taco place. I thought of Baja <laughs> gorditas. Yeah, I thought. Of it. That's <laughs> funny. Both, the same
1: idea but different right. it's like, yeah. It's like, I mean, I can't think of any other Baja Man besides "Who Let the Dogs Out." Yeah, it's probably no, just no. like "Who Let the Dogs Out" remix, and right. <laughs> it's like the other remix. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I remember when um when um I, I saw the um I saw Sharknado two. At, at riff tracks at the theater. So it was like mm-hmm. in the theater, they had like the riff tracks going over it, like in, you know, here right, in Philadelphia. I've seen some of those, yeah. yeah. And I remember there's the scene in that where there's like this flooding and there's a dog stuck in a car and, um, and, and somebody yells, somebody let the dog out. Somebody let the dog out. And then um, Mike Nelson goes, ah, oh, the Baja men's finest moment. <laughs> and I, was, yes. like, <laughs> I mean, it was true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, that song. Yeah. It, it's funny. Cause like, I, I think in my head, like, the, yeah, that that that's one of those songs that I think is just like, <laughs> it's like the pop. It's like I don't know. Do we do we have? I guess you know because now when you get older, you don't think of new music. But it seemed like in the 2000s, it was always like one song that would yeah. always just be this like huge thing that just would be everywhere. That it like would be everywhere. Just, like
1: Thong Song was very uh, popular.
0: Yes, Thong Song, uh, yeah. the Macarena, um, which oh, I guess was more cute. like late 90s. Yeah. Um, Whoop, there it is, I guess was earlier too. Right? That oh. was nice. So, so maybe this is something that's happened longer. Maybe it was something that went a longer than that.
1: I get what you're saying. It's because you hear one song over and over and over again, yeah. like, wow, is this ever gonna end? And then it does. Yeah. yeah. And like, hey, then we remember it fondly somehow. Do I yeah. do we remember who let the dogs out fondly? That's right. a great question.
0: Right. Uh, like, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. Cause well, so nowadays, right. Like people think it's kind of a funny thing and they joke about it and stuff, but you know, part of it's because we lived through it. Right. So it's like at the <laughs> time <laughs> when you couldn't escape who let the dogs out, it yeah. was like horrible. Right. It was just like, you know, yeah, it's like, it's like, like end? It's yeah, like, yeah. Right. It's like, it's almost like what we talk about with like, we, we, we had Brett on when uh, we've we been on, you know, uh, the three of us been on shows, and we talked about how horrible insurance commercials are. Yes. And <laughs> it's like Baja Men was that level of disruptive in our lives. But at the time, you know, at the time, you, you think of it, but now that you're, you're out of it, right, and you're gone, it's almost like that pain goes away, you know, um, that like you don't, you don't remember how bad it was. And so now when you hear another one is um, The Sign by um, by Ace of Base, I see that in yeah, commercials. I heard now. that a lot. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. I don't I don't have the same, like, visceral reaction to hearing it in a commercial I nowadays mean, that I did. It's kind of annoying. I mean, that's right. kind of like, it's like, I mean, like, what's the other one I'm thinking of?
1: Uh, All she ever wants is another baby. Oh, yes, yes, I, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I
0: was like, think of that song we you say the sign. I don't know. What the... Yeah, like those, those, it, I think that was part of it. It's like, I guess maybe nowadays, I guess, too, because we have so many ways to escape Music nowadays, too. Maybe that's what it is. Like, you know, back then, you only got music on the radio and MTV. So if something was that ubiquitous, there was no way to get away from it. Like, it was just everywhere, you know. Like, think of jobs. Like, how many jobs did, did we all have where someone was playing the radio, right? And, yes. like, you know, and I don't know how many jobs nowadays still do just the radio, right? Like, they probably probably stream Spotify or something.
1: Yeah, people to go on Spotify or I think, probably, yeah, I think maybe, I or yeah, people still do the radio sometimes because I remember, um, Okay, now I forgot what this, I point to that story about my memory. Yeah. I remember hearing the radio, like, it's when you're a 104, and you hear, like, uh, oh, no, it's 99.9, 80s, 90s, and today. You know, it's like. Yeah. And then they play maybe an 80s song. I think they played, like, a Peter Gabriel. Yeah. And then they played Ace of Base, and maybe they play Who Did the Dogs Out. I looked <laughs> up um, Who Lied the Dogs Out, the CD. So there's some other songs. Yeah, I mean, there's get your party on. Right. Oh, that probably sounds like the dogs get your party on. Whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: there's actually a remix on the CD. It's called it's the Barking Man
0: remix. Oh, I think I've heard that because I think yeah. I think it's also the B side on the single. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I think somebody I knew bought the single.
1: Oh, heard something about the Casingo and it had the barking Man remix. <laughs> yeah, so. That's
0: great. I don't know if it was the cassette, what did that time, if it was like the, the the CD, where they would come the, like the in a ca- little, little sleeve, right? We had like that little sleeve, and um, exactly. and, and it was she like knows. thin, and it would say like it'd be like a dollar, and it would be like, would like you know wrapped yeah. in plastic, yeah, that yeah, kind of I've thing. Yeah,
1: I've seen those at a place we had called called Coconuts.
0: Yeah,
1: or, or another one called Strawberries.
0: Star- oh, Strawberries, we had Strawberries for sure. Too. Strawberries? Yeah, That's nice. Yeah, I think it's now a um a Guitar Center. In, in my hometown of Portsmouth, uh, oh. it was like a health food store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing that fun. No,
1: no. So <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let me see if there's any other notes I have for Wire Room. Um, I got distracted by who the dogs. That's like all right. All do. Well,
0: well, one thing I wanted to get, get into was the baddie was Oliver Tervena. Yes, I
1: do want to talk to him. About, talk
0: about him for a second. Yeah, and interesting. So this seems to be another. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know if I want to say it's an Emmett a Furla production kind of thing Bruce or is what. Actor. Yeah. yeah. this These idea of these baddies who are not completely baddies, right? So like, remember, um, was it um A Day to Die? Right. We had um uh, Leon who. Yeah, Leon. He was the baddie, and then he wasn't the baddie, and then they right. would, like
1: go on a nice cruise at the end. Exactly <laughs> like, with Matt Dillon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They played <laughs> House of the Rising Sun, the the Barking Mad remix. <laughs> exactly. So the barking,
0: <laughs> exactly but yeah oliver treyna the problem with him, his character is that he's just there's not really anything to sink your teeth into there with him no, right he's actually really irritating to watch. Right. and so there's a scene in the movie again a uh, spoiler alert that it's not yeah. really this is not that much of a spoiler but there's a scene where we think the baddies have killed him right they go into this this basement area and then they come out dragging what looks like him and um and then we, uh, uh, you know, and, and the drama
1: is like sad
0: too. Right? Like, yeah, he's oh. sad. He's defeated. Right? He's yeah. like, oh man. You know, we. I think he. I think he may even throw his um his headset on the on the table. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: uh, how you get bad.
0: Right? Like, <laughs> he's, you know, and it's very much like that that face. That again, you get like the the long goatee face with like face that he does. yeah. And and then we we know what's going to happen. We know that this this Oliver Trina bad guy character is dressed as one of the SWAT team guys, and he's going to pick all these other people off. And so then he does it right, and then he gets on his phone. He's like, Haha, hey, hey, that's right, uh, federal agent man, or whatever." You know, I, I yeah, survived I, I like, it. I'm here, you know, and all this stuff, and whatever. <laughs> I don't know, my, my Irish accent. I don't know I'm gonna put some, but,
1: but, you know, I, I, you, I can't even do UK accent unless you want me to make him sound like Trump or something. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Dale, a drama, it's Okay, oh, wait, awesome. I, I killed that. This guy's okay.
0: Yeah, that would have actually worked, I think. But, but yeah. So then he, um, he, he, you know, he finds out he's alive, right? Um, suddenly, oh, so actually, he's from England. Um,
1: well, yeah, yeah, so, he's from England. That's why him, I call him. I a fake Statham.
0: That's right. Yeah, you know, that, like, that makes sense. I, I'm surprised, you
1: know, because now we have a fake Statham. Well, people think Luke Goss is a fake Statham, but yeah, and soon we'll probably have real Statham in these to videos.
0: Yeah, we're getting there.
1: We're getting close. We got we got close in the late. To uh late 2010s or whatever you yeah. had chaos you had blitz yeah um you had, uh, had one more but yeah. um it's like okay I, I want i want Stephen to go straight to the video because first off he's not making anything really good lately yeah so i think he could just stick to his action roots which he likes to do and to go straight to the video. i'm surprised killer elite didn't go straight to the video yeah
0: but, yeah um, I, it would yeah. today i think yeah, and I think we're, we're going to get there with him. I think you're yeah. right because I think you're right. This is kind of like – I think he's next on the
1: straight-to-video chopping blog, which is fine. I'm happy to watch any straight-to-video statements that are good because right. I don't really care about the Meg or right. of you know, Man if I was disappointing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if maybe Emmett – Randall Emmett is, is – is, Heading out to England to uh with a, yeah. a huge scroll to, to sign <laughs> the, to get statement they, Oh, I love to come. see
1: that. Yeah, he, 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 he got he got scrolled with uh, Bruce Willis and but, I guess Mel Gibson, which would be a good segue. Yeah, but I do we, want to mention um, yeah, the other thing about the, yeah, you want
0: to talk about the guy? You want to talk about the uh, British well, guy again? Well, them? one other thing, yeah, was so so like when we find out that he's not dead, right? you know, or when, yes. when, when when drama finds out he's not dead, it's like <laughs> this like his like befuddled be face just yeah. lights up. Right. Yep. And he's just like, Oh <laughs> man, you had me, you know? The, and it's like, it's the kind of thing that maybe if we cared about the characters, it would have been like a fun thing for us too. But we're just like, just get on with, it. you know, it's like, I just had this like feeling and, of like just get on with it. Like
1: that's exactly what I thought with the Willis character. Like if he, and this is exactly what I put, I said, if he cared more right. and he was, <laughs> the, he could have been like a good twist. He was the villain, not Cameron Douglas exactly. or Texas battle. Right. So, right.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't yes. that be
1: great? Like if, you know what? I've been of this the whole time,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, Bruce Willis would have been great as just, you know, he's, yeah, I I, I agree with you there. It just, yeah, it was, wouldn't so, that, I think I could just see it. It's like,
1: you know, and like, Oh, so it was you the whole time. Yeah. Thomas says like, yep, it was me or, but in a more fun Bruce Willis way. <laughs> right. right exactly. Like, but yeah, i could to see, that'd be so cool. And then maybe they can have like a, Okay, fight scene. Because don't forget that Kevin Dillon, giant drama. <laughs> he jumps over a couch while he's getting shot at, I and mean, that was kind of hilarious. Yes. yes. Oh, the whole place looks nice. By the way, we were talking about that, right? The whole yes, wire the,
0: room. The wire yeah. room. So yeah. it's interesting because yeah, we were talking. One of the things we talked about are the are the blood squibs in this. They use CGI blood squibs, and oh my goodness, they were really bad. Yeah, <laughs> and I I found out from Tom, level. Yeah, they really, really were. I found out from Tom uh, uh jolliffe who did um uh renegades that part of the reason why they do that is if they have if it, when, when they have trouble getting locations if they can't destroy the location they've got to like use more cgi to do the oh, scenes and so and that's what happens with the mansion right that explains the mansion but right, exactly. the wire room they were able to blow that up and i wonder if it, it was like one of those things where it was like well we don't want to use blood packets in the wire room because we we use them we use the CGI ones in the other one we wanted to look consistent maybe but but yeah because the the wire room like you said the wire room looked like a really great place to hang out and um it is kind yeah, of a shame a cool that they start blowing spot, it up you know yeah, <laughs> yeah don't blow it up <laughs> yeah I know. It, it might have been the best thing in the movie actually now that you mention it that's why they call it that you know I don't <laughs> right. call it you
1: know uh, annoying British guy's mansion movie right, yes. you know I got. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. because, it, I mean, the couch, like the 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 couch that Bruce Willis is sitting on, it looks like the kind of couch that just sort of, you know, like takes you in, right? Just sort of like it's better than my couch. Yeah, Fair same here. I mean, I definitely couldn't fit it in my living room. That's for sure. Um, yeah, no, no. It's like a super couch. Yeah, and then they've got all the TVs and you know one of them has a baseball game on, which I mean, I could see like, you know, I mean, you think about like what you could do with a, with a couch like that and those TVs, um you could like throw on like a bunch of great. You could throw on an action movie and you could almost like do it like a DJ, right? With music oh, where you that's kind a good of fade in one song yeah. and fade you could almost like kind of like you could fade out Wire Room with the credits and fade in Hot Seat on the next TV set. It's <laughs> almost like, you know, <laughs>
1: So I, I have to say, you know what, I, I, we were making fun of this movie a little bit, but I have to say I really thought it wasn't that terrible. I mean, yeah. because, it's it, because of drama, because of maybe just seeing how grumpy Willis is. There's yeah. something about, the only thing annoying was the British guy.
0: Yeah. Right, right, exactly. It could have used a better baddie. Yeah, it's, so yeah. there's a few things I think we can say about the movie, yeah. is it it's I mean the, the first 20 minutes or so there's like really nothing that happens but yeah. but it is bolstered a little bit by Willis swearing at Johnny Drama and him making these like sort of either befuddled faces or almost like what I don't know how to describe the other face it's almost like a hey what do you want from me kind of face or this guy okay. at like, yeah, yeah, he, like, he looked confused <laughs> a
1: lot when he was getting yelled at by Willis and
0: <laughs> yes. fake Mae Whitman and right. it like... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's one of those things that makes padding a little bit easier to take because it was a lot padding i agree as
1: it was, I mean, but it's a great point because it's like well i'm not i wasn't really bored or anything i mean it was like i only checked my watch phone or whatever just like maybe once or twice it was right, like right. you know wrong place i was looking at the whole time yeah <laughs> just like minute yeah. by minute crawls away but yeah just i, when think, I was
0: kind of somewhat hooked in yeah i think with it with a premise where you've got um kevin dylan playing a character who's pretty much sitting most of the movie yeah right <laughs> They mitigated, I think, I think the mitigation a- approach where you've got him telling the baddie where to look for the um the the attackers and they're kind of working together. I think it that mitigation approach works better with a better character person in there.
1: Well, that's and, a good point. Yeah, you know, end, let's say I'm trying to give a good example. Maybe maybe mm. a Luke Goss. Luke. You know, Luke, Goss, Luke Goss, would have been... Goss played this guy. Yeah. And you can see like Johnny Drama helping Luke Goss kind of yeah. get out of his own mansion. Yeah, that could have been something interesting. Yeah, my guy's so annoying. Every word, he really draws <laughs> breath. So yes. it's like, oh, yeah. I w- remember you see in movies or behind the scenes footage where you see a bunch of green screen TVs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like, whatever, it's, I bet that's what it look like when you were making wire rooms. Like it's a bunch <laughs> of green. Yeah. I don't see the behind the scenes of that.
0: It's yeah, like, you might be right there. <laughs> when they
1: show phones. Yeah, I hear yeah. that costs a lot of money to actually show like an iPhone like picture. Right. So yeah. Like, so I bet it, you know, it's all green and it's like, so you has gotta give it up to uh giant drama to act around screens.
0: Yeah. You know, like, yeah, and I think the other thing too is a big part of this movie that makes this different from the usual Emmett Furla is that you know, Kevin Dillon's character, yes, he's a he's a, a federal agent, but he's kind of a bumbling one. You know, he makes just, mistakes. He makes, he makes a lot of mistakes. mistakes. Yeah, and usually when it's the Jesse Metcalf, the, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other people, I, I, Chad I was Michael what, Murray. Jesse Bradford? Jesse Bradford. I up. <laughs> yeah, those kinds of people. When it's yeah. those actors in the movie, a lot of times there's no bumbling aspect to them. They're usually just sort of this cold, like stoic. humorless, stoic, yeah. right, one
1: note. And Kevin Dillon had a couple, I would say, you know, he was kind of, he was likable. That's why I wrote down yeah. my notes. Because I would say he's kind of like an everyman, you know, he's just kind of a kind of a
0: dum-dum, but it's like, <laughs> like yeah. there's something about them. Right, I think this is something that for Emmett Furla and the, you know, for Emmett, I, I say Emmett Furla, I'm talking about Emmett Furla Productions, I know it's right. you know, it a lot, but I think for people that are looking at these movies and there's this idea of like um, there's this idea, right, that the movie has to be this one-note, you know, bearded grimacing white guy who's a formal special forces and all these things, that you know, there is something about drama that actually makes this <laughs> this a format that they use here a little bit easier to take and i think this is something that they should look at if they could obviously you probably can't get drama in all of these i mean i don't know what the the scroll um the details of the scroll yeah i just uh, need a
1: scroll but (laughs) if we can keep drama going on these things i think that's a good idea yeah because i would just keep watching it because there's yeah (laughs) he has it. it you know he has it i think Looking so, at
0: like like so the the director of this was um Michael Eskandari, who he's kind of in that stable of the Emmett Furla directors. Uh, so he's you know he's done hard kill, he's done survive yeah, I the night. Hard kill. Yeah, and Wait, the oh,
1: Survive I'm, the Night. I still haven't watched that yet. I'm still no. I'm
0: behind some Willis's. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I have seen Hard Kill, and you could you could I watched really that one, yeah. Yeah, and you can really draw the difference between the two, right? That, like, Hard Kill has Jesse Metcalf in that, you know. I mean, even Hard Kill also has Texas Battle in it as well, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, I think even Lala. Right, Lala Kent's in it, yeah. yeah. So, so Wire Room is is so much better as a result of having drama in that part, I think. It's a it, huge help. Yeah. I mean, that's what helped the movie just chug along in an okay fashion. It's yeah, awesome. because you know, one of the things that Hard Kill also has is they have a huge padding Exposition scene, right? Where they're, um, Jesse Metcalf in the limo with Texas Battle. And I remember goals. that scene, yes. Yeah. And they're just talking for 20 minutes. And it's, and it's, it's a like, a long time. Right. It was hard to handle. But here, when you've got it with Willis and, 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 um, and drama, I mean, they're even at a point yeah. where drama is explaining what a wire room is, even though we already had the title screen <laughs> telling us what a room is. Yeah. Wire we had that already. But right. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something to think about that, like, that, that for, for, for them making these movies, that a, a drama is a better way to go, I think, overall. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's just the, the, a great way to look at life too exactly <laughs> yes. Perfect. i guess if you anything else you want to say about wire, i'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to um yeah no, i i i think
0: yeah. i'm i'm good i don't know if you had anything else but um, no, i think
1: i said all of my uh talking points
0: yeah so i think so, i think final final take is this this one is kind of one of those ones that's like uh, um uh it it it's it's definitely a bit of a slog, um, but it's it's made better. It, it moves it moves along enough, and then drama yeah, and wills help it enough.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right. Yeah. I can't agree more. So yeah, I think if I actually was it expecting it 2B... to work. I was, it was free. I, was, <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. was like, oh, this is gonna be a real tough set. I, yeah. oh, I watched it first. I was like, okay, right. get the yeah. tough set out of the way. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. It This is like the American, the American Siege, like the family guy, American (laughs) Siege. (laughs) I thought that was going to be the dud. Right.
0: So, yeah. So, so, so overall, not, not a bad one here. So. Not that they die. What? It
1: was a dud because it was, that movie's so insanely stupid. (laughs) Right. Again, drama (laughs) helped that movie too. Oh my goodness, drama helped that one.
0: Yeah. I think think we, we may be onto something here as we move into the, to the next one, hot seat. Now, one thing I quick want to say actually too, um, we didn't, we didn't chat about this before the. Um, we did the the podcast, but um, hmm. with these two movies. Um, so actually, Hot Seat isn't a Willis movie, so maybe it doesn't count. But um, our our friend Todd the Brain did not has not done Wire Room either. So um, hmm. I think we talked about this as, as kind of a trend that he wasn't really covering these uh, Willis films anymore. And so yeah, ne- neither yeah, of these have been we're, done. We're
1: back on the beat. I know we're we're just taking over his. Uh, yeah, we're just happy to oblige.
0: To I, I help think out. You know, there, there's to fatigue. Yeah, I think there's some fatigue there, and so hopefully for us, I maybe... can't
1: get fatigue on this. I kind of want to watch them all. <laughs>
0: right, know? I know it's almost like we've started, and we're just <laughs> like now. Now, granted, we are taking a little break from Willis on this next one here. Yes, we um, are. As we kind of move into, but we, we we're sticking with the drama, and I think I think that <laughs> was a... the drama. Yeah, drama. I think that might have been the right play here as we move into yes. to hot seat. Um, a couple things about hot seat. Um, so this yes. one's newer, I believe, right? I think it's if um
1: 2022. It yeah, just like wire room.
0: They both came out in twenty twenty. So they're they're kind of around the same time. Yeah, I guess they're they're around the same time.
1: time Because he's he's back as Orlando Fryer Tuck.
0: Right. right, And
1: and I love the beginning because there's a guy that kind of looks like a fake Gerard Butler.
0: Uh, it's, this is this is this is kind of all around an, an interesting one. So maybe I'll, I'll jump in. and I'll do the yeah. The, yeah
1: jump in the synopsis. I'm a little bit of a okay. Yeah.
0: So hot seat. Um. So again, we've got um. Uh, Kevin Dillon is disgraced. This time he was a um. He was a hacker who was busted for being a hacker. He he was a rat, right? So we could go Ray Liotta here about this. Oh,
1: you're a rat. <laughs> yeah. You want
0: me to do that? I'm happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ray Liotta would not be a fan of, uh, of of Dylan's character here. So he was um he was, he, he rats out his co-conspirators, and um, he's trying to make good in a new life, uh, working IT tech support. Um, he goes into work on his day off because he gets called in, um, which of course his wife, played by Lydia Hull, who is also a mainstay in these Emmett Furlough productions. She's been in and a she ton looks of them.
1: Very, very angry at giant
0: uh, yeah. you know, drama. He yeah. looks very bored too. Yeah, one of the funny things about it, right, is that she hands him, when he explains that he can't go to the daughter, so it's the daughter's birthday that day or their daughter, yep. Zoe. And when he, so, and of course the other thing too is the, the daughter's a teenager. So I don't know about you, yeah. but when I was a teenager, I didn't really care about my parents being around for my birthday. But I um, thought
1: that was a little odd. I thought she was going to be like, Five years old or something? No, just right, like fifteen that. or sixteen. Right.
0: They're like putting together yeah. balloons and stuff like that, like you would for like a kid's birthday party. Yeah, yeah something
1: similar about
0: that. Did you want to like yeah. chill with your buddies at the mall? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, right. Right. So 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 then um, Lydia Hall. Because she's so mad, this is like the last straw that he's going into work on the daughter's birthday, that she had these divorce papers already drawn up that she gives (laughs) him, which kind (laughs) of makes me – if she was already thinking divorce papers, wouldn't she not want him there at the birthday? Because she's like, I already can't stand you, so just go. Get away. That's fine. Um, But
1: And just to – I know this is a huge jump into what the plot is, but that's not really resolved too well.
0: No, yeah, right. the the movie. I, It's one of those things where I guess because they go through all this crap that it's like okay, everybody's happy oh, end, sorry, But you're I'm right. Never fine now. Yeah, which which I don't know that that's not really how marriage counseling works. But um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <You're> right, <you laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I just, saw, I just forgot that. It wasn't really like oh yeah, oh yeah. are not gonna are not, not gonna get divorced now. Yeah, Orlando so,
0: Fryer. So then what happens is he's at his job. He's sitting in his chair, and all of a sudden he sees some weird like skull graphics on his computer. Yeah, I thought
1: that was kind of an interesting idea. I thought. Yeah. Just to yeah. jump in there for a second, he sees, like, a flash. Right. And he's like, that's kind of interesting. And he doesn't come back for a little bit. Yeah. But, oh, it's a, it, that could have been, like, something in his brain. I thought that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. I think that's
0: a little bit too, maybe, cerebral for Hot Seat. Oh, that would have been great, though. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Cause there's, there's a delivery guy who drops stuff off. And we think that delivery guy is the one who, like, has to do with, like, these bomb things. Well,
1: that's, that's in the beginning, right? So there's, right. A, there's a bomb in a park, that, and they blow up a fake, guy, a fake Gerard Butler guy. That's right. And... Um after that they they jump into this plot. Yeah.
0: So he's it would be kind of funny if it was like, like a lot of movie a lot of T V shows they would like shoot somebody with like this like dart thing that would go into the back of their <laughs> neck or something and they would control them or something? You know, it's, like
1: it was hilarious because I was I was cracking up because that was the opening of the movie to think gerard so yes, exactly. it was a terrible cgi fire and the, yeah. it was just like i have uh, oh <laughs>
0: right yeah, exactly <laughs> this yeah was
1: like this is day to die over again
0: yeah we we know we're in for it at this point so then yeah, yeah he's he, when, when um uh, kevin dylan sits down at his chair suddenly mm-hmm. you know after after a couple of shots of this skull thing we hear the distorted voice guy who's yeah. like you know oh i've got there's a bomb underneath your chair you better do what i tell you or you're gonna blow up um right and then we get full-on befuddled, yep. freaked out, like, yeah. <laughs> like a mess face with this Kevin Dillon. He's super just, befuddled face, and that's why he was he turned up that he had the befuddled face. I mean, which we needed, right? Because he's this is now <laughs> this is now turned into a sit-down role for him, a complete yeah, sit-down role.
1: Yeah, I'd say 90% he's sitting, because, because he has to.
0: Right. It's <laughs> wow. so interesting. The, the befuddled face just really gets us through a lot because I don't know about you, but this this plot – because just to give you an idea of what the plot is. So then Mel Gibson oh, yeah. plays a bomb tech guy who's like a veteran bomb tech guy who – who um, he's investigating the first blow explosion. Right. Then he's, Wallace Reed. Yeah, and then they find out about this one. Um, what happens is is that the way that the cops find out that, that Kevin Dillon is sitting in this chair is that they blow uh, – that the baddie blows up an elevator. Now – you know, this call this draws the attention of the authorities, and then um, they think Kevin Dillon is the bomber. And um, but 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 Mel Gibson knows that's probably not the case. He's yeah, like the guy who like knows there's knows more going all. on and here. He's
1: talking to the guy from My Name Is Earl, and it's just like the <laughs> I've never watched that show. That, that's that's Mel Gibson's partner.
0: Yeah, yeah. What that, yeah. the that Eddie Steeples? Eddie um, Steeples, yeah. Sorry. Yeah,
1: he's telling Eddie Steeples they call him Action Jackson because his name is Jackson.
0: Right. Yes, that's what yeah, Mel Gibson exactly.
1: calls him. Yeah. I, yeah. I had to give up to Mel Gibson because, well, maybe because I kind of have a bias. He actually put in somewhat of an okay performance, even well, for this kind of garbage he got.
0: Yeah. Me. I mean, and, and I, I should say again, from a plot standpoint, this is pretty yeah. much it. The, the, yeah, the, that's the, it. Yeah. This guy wants, this guy's using the bomb to get Kevin Dillon to steal money. At the same time, Kevin Dillon has to kind of figure out while well, he's stuck in this seat how he's going to get out of it. We have a woman named Ava who just seems to be, <laughs> you know, here. In, 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 I
1: love Ava. That's yeah. my favorite character. Uh,
0: yeah. and and then, of course, like, there's this this guy he wore it. it Spoiler alert! Like the the person that does it, you you know already who it is that did yeah, it. Yeah, you know almost. It's like,
1: immediately. It's,
0: it's it's kind of the same thing as as the other movie. Like it's not really any kind of uh um mystery. It's like mystery. he's like a Texas battle
1: character, basically.
0: Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So um so so that's kind of it. We just kind of get there. I mean, yeah, the character who um we who um who who plays his like co-worker, Michael Welsh, he's like a poor man's Devin Sawa, I guess. I could see um, that. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the best bet. And then of course, um, Shannon Doherty is the police chief. And... It's one of those things with her character where it's like they they have this ruse of a female in in control kind of character, but really, like, she never makes the right decisions, and Mel Gibson's always telling her what the right decisions are, and she changes her, her, her mind to – you know, it's like – yeah, it's, it's like just,
1: this yeah, yeah, just, just shoot Johnny Drama in the head. Just, I don't really right. care. Just, just, just kill him. Just right, like... <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, at one point, like the, she she takes the advice of the snipers to to kill Johnny Drama and then yeah. Mel Gibson's like, No, no, it's not him, it's not him. And she's yeah. like, stand down, stand down, you know, and it's like yeah. that whole thing of like, you know, all and the- It's all
1: cliches, like oh, I yeah. just kinda roll my eyes a little bit. I laughed, but I still roll my eyes. It's just like
0: I, mean, I don't know about you overall with this movie, but um I felt like this I always say I've been saying this a lot lately, but I think this this episode Maybe had enough for a syndic an episode of a syndicated TV show, but not enough for a movie.
1: I could see that, you know, because it's like it's, it felt like it was two different movies.
0: Yeah, and it was so just it's there's just so much you can do with him sitting in a chair um, <laughs> like this. <laughs> well, I'd rather him be sitting in a chair than one of these like boring prison movies. Right. Yes, yeah, that's like, true. This was not a prison slot. This was a sitting in a chair slot. A which sitting, is a yeah,
1: it was, a, it was a sit slot. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, it's like, uh,
1: but, I, but, but the, I gotta go back to Eva for a minute because yeah. so she, this character just kind of wanders in, right, looking for right. Enzo. <laughs> yes, and her acting is um, interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was weird it's, because I think. She was, she didn't know how she wanted to play this character. Was she going to play it as like the ditzy blonde character who maybe has something not quite right about her? Um, that does seem like Enzo was kind of saying, like, right, was crazy. Oh, right, right. So, so she's trying to play that, but like, she did it so much that you're just like, like what are we doing with this? Like, what is, (laughs) yeah, what is this character? I mean, like, (laughs) and she got
1: a lot of screen time, almost more than Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, I think she did get more than Mel. Um, yeah, I think, (laughs) I think she got more than any but Kevin Dillon, actually.
1: Yeah, and well, it's this the actress is named Kate katzman Yeah. So I looked her up, and she's in Paradise City with Willis. <laughs> right. She's in Panama with Mel Gibson again, <laughs> yeah. and survived the game with Willis. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have to watch these.
0: Another person who, um, you know, Randall Emmett showed up at their doorstep with the contract and said, "Yeah, yeah, here we
1: go. <laughs> here you go, uh, Kate. You want to be in this?" And <laughs> I'm going to check out um, Panama very soon. I, I just want to watch them. Uh, so much Mel Gibson in a row because I, I yeah. recorded *Agent Game* and *Panama* on Showtime. Yeah, uh, there's like the Mel Gibson channel over there because they also have another one called *Bandit*. I think it's
0: Josh Duhamel. I, oh, I've seen I've seen ads about that one. Yeah, yeah I hear it's actually decent. Yeah, it's, it. I, yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go
1: ahead. no, no I say. Oh, you heard something? and You watched it, or? Oh
0: no. Well, I was going to say about Mel Gibson overall that like, you know, I usually stay away from him just because he's like, you know, he's got so much, you know, probably. He's a lot of baggage. Yeah. I mean, the best joke about Mel Gibson that I can think of is um, I, way back like maybe ten years ago or maybe maybe fifteen years ago, um, PBS did this special where Dick Cavett was um interviewing Mel Brooks, <laughs> and. They, you know, this like it was like a live show, so people in the audience could ask questions. And um, this guy gets up and he's like, he's like, yeah. So you know, hey Mel, I, you know, it's funny when I tell my friends that my favorite director is Mel Brooks, they say to me, how can you like that? You know, anti-Semitic, homophobic, chauvinistic, you know, guy. <laughs> and 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 so like, everybody was like on the stage, like, what? You know, what is he saying this? And he's like, yeah. And then I tell them, no, no, my favorite director is Mel Brooks, not Mel Gibson. And they all burst out laughing. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, so. That kind of, and, and, and just because Mel Gibson's like that, that's why we get him in these movies. When, you know, I was watching this one, and I don't know about you, but it's like, he's good here.
1: Um, that's what I thought. It's like, actually, put yeah. in a decent performance. You yeah. actually care about his character for the most part. Yes. Like, he could have mailed this in. Yes. You know, which I'm really surprised he did. He kind of mailed in Forces of Nature, I have to say. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever
0: watched that. But no, I haven't seen that one, but I, I think kind he kind of mailed him. in... He sits
1: in a chair and, like, coughs.
0: That's basically what he does. Yeah, I mean, I think he kind of mailed in... Um, uh, oh, what, can't I can't think of the name. Um, The one with um with Grillo, Um, where uh, where he keeps going coming back to life. Um. Uh, oh, you're talking about boss level? Boss level, yeah. I think he kind of I, mailed in that I, baddie. Yeah,
1: I you know? I, I liked... I wish there was more Mel Gibson. There, there was. I liked Boss Level actually. I, the fun. movie overall, I, I liked.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but I think I, I think Mel Gibson was better in this than he was in Boss Level.
1: That's very interesting that you'd say that. I just I feel like if there was more Mel Gibson in Boss Level, yeah. I think that would help because because he, he's got that kind of evil looking beard, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> which he likes to have. It just yeah. looks like he looks like the devil or something. Yeah, well, there's that. for funny. sure. I don't know. I like I said, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him, So, well, I, this I, is, go go ahead. ahead.
0: Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna say this movie reminded me of why we liked him in the '90s. Like, there's there's charisma in this character. Yeah, had, yeah, there's, exactly. Like he was kind of joking around. He was like yeah. smiling, witty one-liners. Yeah. Liners, yeah. Um, you know, the mustache was kind of funny that he's wearing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like he, because essentially he's doing the Bruce Willis character in this. That's a good point. He's doing the Bruce Willis character not because he's ill and he needs to get as many films in as he can before he retires. He's doing it because he can't, you know, he should be like in a Marvel movie, right? Or a Star Wars movie. Like, he should be in those blockbusters, but they can't touch him. You know, he's just so, so toxic that like, well, they... that's the
1: thing. It's what's mixing me a like, Cause you know, he's on, he's a brave heart, all the classic beautiful right. weapons movies. And yeah. it's kind of a big step down from being in those, to a, a giant drama movie,
0: like yeah. third build. It's just like, right. second I mean, build, build. he is, he, he, you know, cause you know, him and Will is both. When you think of the nineties, they were two of the biggest names and it's, you know, Gibson really—it's—it's it's really because of that. I mean, you know, if if Disney wanted to put him in a Marvel movie, like the—they just—they it wouldn't—it wouldn't work, right? You just couldn't use him. And I think I know, like Stallone used him as a bad guy in Expendables three, and and then also, um, I think he did a great job in that. By the way, I don't know if you. Yeah, well, he stole the movie, right? He, he stole—he completely stole
1: from every single person. Right. It's like
0: it, it was kind <laughs> of the funny thing about those those Expendables. To sort of on a tangent there, where it's like Stallone created those for him, and then it's like Dolph steals the first one. So so then he diminishes yeah. Dolph's character, and he he tells Van Damme, well, if you want to be in the movie now, you have to be the baddie. So Van Damme steals it as the baddie yes. in the second one. So he's like, okay, I'm getting rid of him, and I'm also getting rid of Dolph, and I'm just gonna bring in all these young guys like Kellen Lutz. And there's no yeah. way now there no can't beat be my me. movie. Yeah, yeah right.
1: Christ. And he steals it from every single cast member. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's, he's absolutely amazing. And he just says all yes. this crazy stuff. Right. And and he's hilarious
0: in it. It's like, and you like, oh it stole the movie again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know oh, what's oh. gonna happen with part four. I don't know how, because Stallone has had this movie taken from him three times in a row. <laughs> okay. And uh yeah. yeah, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna steal it this time? <laughs> right, exactly. And then it, oh, those he time. Stallone.
1: Stallone finally gets it fourth times the charm.
0: Right, because yeah, I mean, really, what he has to do is he just has to make it essentially him and Kellen Lutz, and then he could he could you know, and 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 well, Ronda Rousey or something like
1: that. If you remember from the third one, there's a good portion of just Stallone and Kelsey Grammer hanging around. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. oh, so. Th- so it's like, I, which I guess I enjoyed, but I mean, like.
0: Yes. Well, because he's like, right. Was Kelsey Grammer playing the Bruce Willis part and they couldn't get Bruce Willis for the film or something?
1: I know he's, uh, Harrison Ford's playing the Bruce Willis part. Kelsey Grammer right. just kind of like the Machine Gun Joe character or whatever. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Harrison Ford is nothing, but it's really, it really kind of like it's really funny to see him slum
0: right. that yes. hard. Yeah.
1: Harrison Ford. And it's just like, yes. so Harrison Ford and Stone are talking. Like, this seems wrong to me, which I obviously enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it, but it's like,
0: what <laughs> I know, I, yeah, it's amazing. Cause yeah, I kind of forget about that piece with with Gibson, where it was like, I think that was there was kind of these test balloons with him, where they put him in Expendables and then also Machete. Um, the yeah. second Machete movie is the bad guy, and it was like this idea of like, okay, <laughs> everybody can't stand him because he's so toxic. So let's have him be a bad guy and see yeah. how that works. And. I think it just didn't. It still didn't quite take the way that 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 they thought it would. But it's like so so now it's like he's doing these these R- Emmett Furla films. But the thing with the Emmett Furla films, I think from from our stand, you know, like I would I used to I would always kind of try to stay away from from Gibson because of you know how how toxic he is. But seeing him in this, I'm kind of like, ah, you know, I think that yeah, that's that's the thing. He's still he still got it right. And if so, and, and if he's gonna be taking these from Willis, maybe we you know gotta I, I, you know, I gotta kind of dip into more of these movies. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out this other one because you know Agent Game has Dermot War Rooney. Yes, right. <laughs> now, I think it's gonna be more of a normal Dermot, not a crazy Dermot. Right. Like, well, he's got hate.
0: he's got that one. He has another one coming with um. He's got on the line with um. Uh, oh, what's with Johnny his, Drama. With Johnny Drama in it. And then he's got that bandit one. So he's he's really picking up the slack here. I mean, in 2022, he had well, we got well, you you mentioned Panama, Agent yeah. Game, something yeah. called Father Stew, which that's the one. What so I guess a had,
1: a Marky Mark. Okay, well, you do the Marky Mark impression mark. from
0: fear. <laughs> <It's just laughs> yeah, like, so we can do a Marky mark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fear. You daddy, you will forever hold your peace. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
1: Now that's funny. I mean, like, I wish he could talk about that the whole time. <laughs> right.
0: So yeah. Like, yeah. So so that one I think was kind of a bigger budget kind of a, thing. It
1: was a bigger like kind of release for Mel. So yeah. Like, yeah. And, I didn't watch I guess, it. I mean that's, not that I I'm like have 25% interest.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, I ha- I haven't really done that one but but he does have these other ones coming. I mean Bandit, I, th- I mean I mean it's it's an interesting thing with Gibson where it's like like you said like he's great as an actor. Yeah. Like he's yeah. he, he's he's I mean for the his generation I would say like for the 90s they're I don't know. I mean, again, Willis was big in the '90s too, but I don't know of anybody else that it was like. There was, it
1: was nobody like hit probably... after hit after hit, and it's
0: yeah. like they're all. I mean, I'm, I love Payback, which
1: I thought was um, um, that was a good movie. And of course, we were soldiers, and it's like, the yeah. Patriot. It's like you have those three. I can just retire. Right. Like,
0: well, and, he, and I mean, he's doing the um, you know, the um, that. That you, ran, you know, He's doing, you know, the, the Lethal Weapon films, of course, but, you know, Conspiracy Theory. I mean, obviously Braveheart is just huge. Yeah. Remember he played Maverick? And, I mean, <laughs> you know, in
1: Look at that career. It's it's its absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, but just, and, and it's kind of funny to see him in these things now. I mean, like, it's, now he has another one coming out soon. I think it's called Informant. Yeah. It's, it's directed by the guy
0: he made Out for a Kill, so— <laughs> yeah. Well, great. He's, sure. he's he's kind of fully yeah. into the Emmett Furler thing. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was thinking like the, the the Maverick one, you know, somebody was talking about all of the, you know, in the 90s, there were all these really bad TV movie adaptations of old TV shows. But Maverick was one of the few that actually worked for me. I I liked Bill Gibson as Maverick. He did that part well. It oh, it was it's fun. Yeah. That's a fun movie, Maverick. Yeah. So it, it is it, it's almost one of those things for us now, I guess, doing these kinds of movies that it's almost like, you know, Hey Mel, you know, you it, it's your fault that you're here because you you know you're not a great yeah, guy. You saw,
1: yeah, he fell off, but now yeah. if you're, if you're coming back. But you you know for Now you but you have f- to come back here. That's the thing. you have to start yeah. here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think for us, I mean, I, I think he definitely, you know, obviously, you know, cuz you know, Bruce Willis of course has has the the physical um, limitations that are that are hurting him and so that's part of the reason why um, he would have he been in
1: this for sure. I mean, like, right?
0: Exactly. This is this probably would have been Bruce Willis's part in this, and yeah. and it wouldn't have done what the you know. I mean, there there are definitely still some some problematic things. Like again, like the fact that like he's not the chief, Shannon Doherty is, but he's the one who's like telling the chief everything to do. So it's almost like this idea of like, yeah, you can have a woman in in power, but they, they they're not going to know what they're doing. So you need to still have a guy there to tell them what to do. So. There's that element there still. And, I, and then the other thing, too, I guess, maybe with Shannon Doherty is we know she's been dealing with health issues. That might have also been part of the right. problem is that they wanted to give her a role that she didn't, yeah. Yeah, she didn't need to do as much in it. And so maybe that's part of it, too, is that Mel Gibson's character, you know, Mel Mel was able to kind of give a little bit more in his part to yeah, prop I up.
1: He, he brought he brought that up. He brought people up a little bit because I want to mention yeah. a couple other things. Yeah, absolutely. Which was that. um John Drama like to say bro a lot in this movie. Yes, yeah. So it's it like charm, bro. Yes. Okay, and then he's like the guy, and they talk about having like a ham sandwich for breakfast. It's like <laughs> whatever, dude. Right. <laughs> and yes. it's like, I oh, thought well, that was really funny. And then I also enjoyed the um, <laughs> we well, see the the fake Gerard Butler guy. His name was V Havoc, which I thought was really funny. Yes. Like who's okay. <laughs> I wish they kind of went into that a little bit more, but it's, I'll take it because there's yeah. something about like the hacking community that's kind of funny
0: that these goofy nicknames. Yeah, well, because right, because I think one of the things with this movie, I wonder if this movie would have been even longer, and they just they they cut things out like that, whereas like we, we we can't get too much into uh into that guy um into the okay. um uh, yeah the V epic. Kind of thing we can't. Well,
1: I kind of laugh like oh, did they kill C. H. Like no, I don't think they actually said that. <laughs> but I mean, like they basically did, which made me laugh.
0: Right. Well, because one of the funny things too is that like, because um, uh, uh, Kevin Dillon's character, his 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 code name as a hacker was the Red Knight, um, and it is kind of too bad that they don't have Orlando Fryer, and then in parentheses, Red Knight or something like that. I yeah, know, I, know, IMDb, I know, I know, that to would watch have been great. Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'll take Orlando Fryer. It's a great name, actually.
0: It's like <laughs> great names in these, right? Because yeah. it was Justin Rosa, and then what was it, Connor yeah. Connolly in a day that Yeah, Connor Connolly and Day died. <laughs> yes.
1: When that when he said his name, I almost fell on the floor laughing. Connor Connolly, <laughs> it's great yeah. writing. It's like, I like to see his befuddled face when he's reading the script.
0: Wait, my name is Connor Connolly. <laughs> yeah, right, you could see like the the backing up head, right? Yeah, with the with the the mouth going down, like and yeah, then like yep. the eyes getting wider, like what <laughs> the Connor like, Connolly? <laughs> It's like, uh, all right, I need a job. I didn't even realize <laughs> that, like, that Shannon Doherty's character is Chief Pam Conley in this, so... Oh, um, maybe they're related. I, I, yeah, I wonder, because that's his sister, <laughs> right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Con- day-to-day, hot seat, multi-universe? <laughs> right,
1: exactly. That's... That's what people love these multi universes lately, or multiverses, I guess. Oh,
0: man. Can you imagine, like, with Bruce Willis just taking all the footage of Bruce Willis in these movies where he's wearing a badge of some sort and they just put it all into one movie where he's like, all like, you know, somebody's ADRing him <laughs> talking to himself? I can there. see that.
1: I, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't done that. There must be like bits and pieces of footage of Willis hanging around in the Furla archives. Yeah. yeah he's the... going to make something.
0: The Emmett verse, I think, would yeah, be, yeah. A, that would be, like,
1: <laughs> Well, now yeah. we patiently wait for Savage Salvation, as I keep mentioning.
0: Yes, so. yeah. Yeah, I. But, so, you know, it's going to be interesting when we get, you know, because I think, you know, kind of going back to what we were, were chatting about with, with with Gibson here is that, um, and, and Johnny Drama as well, I mean, I think we still have, we, we definitely still have some Willis's to get through as well. I mean, yeah. this movie, I think, was a harder sit, no no pun intended, than the wire room was, cause it was just it was like it was just really hard to use this this plot device of him just, you know, they, they just had to keep dragging it. They, they, all they could do is drag it out.
1: that's, yeah, that's the best they can do and push out. these kind
0: of you know that Ava. yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, I am and, curious. Oh, well, yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm go curious ahead. what on the line is going to be like with which also reunites these two um, <laughs> yeah, exactly because um <laughs> yeah, that's going to have um it's going to have gibson and um and and Johnny drama. And Johnny drama, I believe. But are, is it? Oh wait, wait, which one has Johnny Drama? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it no, is. It, no, Johnny Drama is in
1: on the line, except the yeah. wait for it to be free. But it's out now. I think you can buy it on demand. So.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's. I mean, it's already got 32 critic reviews. So somebody must Over-right. be out there. They All must right. be passing this thing around. We should, you know, like whoever's listening to this. Hey, you know, we, we get us get I'll us some screeners. <laughs> yeah, get. <laughs> I'll, take
1: a, I'll take a free copy of on the line. Exactly, and this, yeah. It just looks like talk radio, you know, yeah. meets dead air. Any TV show from the nineties.
0: Right, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, yeah, talk radio, I, I think, spawned, like, a whole genre of of movies like that that were just, like, um, I... Re- well, actually, no, because I was trying to think, because I, I remember the one I was thinking of, the, the erotic thriller with uh, Debbie Harry, actually, she wasn't a, a talk radio. She was a phone sex operator. That was the other thing, too, right? Nine, one, 1-900 calls. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a whole genre. in the
1: middle of the night when you're watching TV. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, or a girl's gone wild. Watch- wild and you know it's, it's all very ridiculous
0: or uh, pure moods pure moods you know, oh. like, yeah with enya that was always great yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: right <laughs> i never bought pure moods and you know you're right i've never seen them in stores yeah. it's like they're right you can only buy it uh now i like, guess you could maybe you can still buy it now i don't know
0: like, yeah, so, so they, do still, do the time life or they do, still do the time-life things. They still do the so time-life okay. I, Yeah, my wife and I actually kind of enjoy watching them. We get a kick out of watching them. So we'll, we'll like, watch, you know, like, um, you know, whatever, like, you know, oh, um, Soft Rock, you know, and it will have, like, you know, like, like guy from Improger. Jock Jams. Jock, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. They, they still, the time-life ones, they still do the collections, and they're always like, you know, if you, if you were to download all of these, and if you were to this <laughs> and that, and it's like, you know, like, so, like, they have, they have to kind point, of switch it up, I guess. Yeah. It's like,
1: I, remember, I remember there's Monsters of
0: Rock, I think. It's like, oh, yes. they always
1: play uh, War, always Heaven yes. by War,
0: right? Yes, that's heaven always a- <laughs> right. yeah. it. too yeah. far away. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get like when you hear one of those songs on the radio, like you're expecting like the next song to be the next one in the commercial from, from all yes. those stories. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, oh, oh, they cut it off. It's like, no, don't, yeah. don't cut off that one. Oh. Right,
0: right. Yeah, it's like like, like <laughs> yeah. I hear heaven, and then I, I don't know what, what the next one would be, you know, like whatever was the next one in that commercial. I can't remember. I, I know I some of like that. the 70s ones. Absolutely. It was like, yeah, they, they would go from like one to another really quickly. And, yeah.
1: And they get like uh, Tom Bosley or maybe Casey Kasem. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I, when I was visiting my, my, my family, my mom does this serious uh um uh, satellite radio thing and she always has the seventies mm. channel on. Yeah, I heard
1: the Casey Caseon thing before. It's like it's like it's like it's a got band. It's like I can really do Casey <Kaysen. laughs> yeah, But exactly. I only know that Casey Caseon was in the episode of Saved by the Bell. We were doing that goofy dance. Yeah. Uh, if you remember. Yeah, and like everyone's like has a broken leg or something. Yes,
0: right. Cause, right. Cause, <laughs> right. Cause what was it? Um, Lisa had the broken leg, right? And yeah. so she didn't want to be, she, she, she had to work with Screech. And then Screech yeah. was doing the limp too. And suddenly, yeah, everybody liked it. It's
1: like, well, let's all do the limp. Oh, Down, 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 I, I hear they only did like one or two takes of each scene cuz like uh we don't, can't really afford anything else right, cuz they would pump those
0: things out. I mean, they were yeah. doing like yeah, they were they were they pumped those episodes out quite a bit. So, yeah, have you've have you seen yet the um the Lifetime movie that Screech oh. had made on on Saved by the Bell?
1: No, I've heard of it. Is it is it funny and it's it funny? It is.
0: It is. I mean, granted, of course, unfortunately, Screech is no longer with us, and yeah, would he, upset that we're referring to him as Screech and not not Dustin Diamond. But it is. It is fantastic. It is. It's like the the people that they have playing the different characters is is great. You know, it's. <laughs> I'll it's, look it up.
1: I'm assuming it's around. it's just what they call like the unauthorized Saved by the Bell or something. Well, that's a great question. I, I it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I know there's like an unauthorized like Full House movie.
0: Right. Yeah. That's that's uh, kind of what this is because it's okay. well, cause it, I think Screech wrote uh, a, like a Screech. book about his time on um because like like one of the funniest things one of the, I'll, I'll kind of just give this one away but um sure sure one of the funniest things is that that you know the show's taking off right and so the studio decides to send them to different parts of the world to do appearances <laughs> so what ends up happening is it's like I think like like. Zach and um, and Kelly, that you know Tiffany and Ruthie and Mark Paul. they get right. sent to like I think like like Paris or something, and like oh, nice. I think like like Slater and uh, you know um, uh, uh, Mario Lopez and I think um, uh, Jesse Spano, like, they they get sent <laughs> to like. Another like oh, really nice. Going, yeah. It was. I think they get sent to like L.A. or or Miami. You know, same with um uh, Lark Voorhees. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they get sent to like really nice places, and, and Screech gets sent to like Gaithersburg, Maryland, or something like that. <laughs>
1: of course, he, that's the definition of, of course. You know, it's
0: like, yeah, and, and of course he was just like you know his, his character was devastated about like why am I getting sent to the crap place or something like that. And you know, um, yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff that you're just like you know it's 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 fantastic.
1: Because I was just looking this up. I think. Coming soon in Connecticut is 90s Fest. And they got Mark Paul Goslar, and Berkeley. They're like up here. Nice. I'm not sure sure what it is. Maybe March or April. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got Berkeley. So maybe she can sign my Detonator DVD if I go there. (laughs) Not Showgirls, not something about Detonator. No one would expect that.
0: That would be amazing. I saw her. So when I was out in San Diego in '01, my buddy we went up to LA just to kind of Mm. you know know, to walk around Hollywood and stuff like that, and we got tickets to the Craig Kilborn show, and she was on there promoting Curse of the Jade Scorpion. She was in that movie with uh, Oh, that's right,
1: Woody Allen, right? Woody
0: Allen movie. So she was she was uh, promoting that, and then Hector Elizondo was on there promoting this movie called Tortilla Soup that had you know uh, Soldier Boy alum. Oh, Jacqueline Obrador's. But, oh, um,
1: yeah. I know you love Jacqueline Obrador's.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but I always, I always, whenever I hear about Elizabeth Berkeley, I always think about that, like her, you know, being on the Craig Kilborn show. And it was like, it was kind of this really weird thing where it was like, um, we were told we were going to get a special, like we were going to all get a gift. And the gift was him. He was on Gear Magazine's cover. So we got, like, we just got a copy of the magazine. You know, I got but, a, a picture of Gear,
1: uh, uh, a Gear Magazine of Craig Kilborn on the cover.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I remember, because I saw Elizabeth Berkeley up close because when we were in line like either leaving or coming in i can't remember there were some like vip people that she knew that she had gotten tickets to the show and so she was like making sure they got oh. in okay or something like that so, so maybe sorry. they were family members or something. Cool. yeah and so um yeah it's it's funny. like you know from a from a celebrity standpoint like i mean she was at that point like she was trying to make that transition not only from uh saved by the bell but also from showgirls right like she had you know her career had just kind of bottomed like, out and of course yeah. you know woody allen we know now of course making a movie he's with young women in it yeah. right yeah. he's yeah. like oh I'll, I'll cast any young woman in my movie so it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right so it was like a kind of a match made in heaven there where she got to be in that movie i still haven't seen that one yet
1: i've but, never seen it i don't no. really what is it like a private detective comedy or something. yeah you yeah. <laughs> ever saw it i mean with, i never saw um small time crooks or uh i, still I did see one. hollywood ending though because i had Tree williams and i was yes. you know still a big fan but i watched all Tree williams movies Yeah, I even knew his name at
0: the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's the funny thing about Woody Allen movies because he makes so. I mean, he was making one a year until it was kind of finally like, okay, you're done. Maybe he still does make them, but, but I haven't checked. Too. Yeah, the, the the people he would get in some of those movies, you just like you said, like Treat Williams, you know, you wouldn't expect like Treat Williams to be in um, a Woody Allen, but, but he was, you know, or um, yeah, people like that, that you just, you know, because I think part of it was like they, the, Woody Allen's movies, they, they couldn't pay a lot for his movies. So it was like whoever the casting director was, they were really just selling the, the fact that you're working with Woody Allen. So obviously, well, yeah, you Treat Williams. want to do
1: that. You know? Yeah, so I took that's a good gig for him. And then. What's the one I never saw? But I if it's, if it's called anything else. Has Regi, mm-hmm. Christina Ricci or Ricci. Yes.
0: Of, uh, yeah, Jason, Jason Biggs. Biggs. And yes. I never
1: saw it. Uh, yeah. It was kind of annoying. I think it's a bunch of, bunch of bickering, maybe.
0: But yeah. Like, is it?
1: Is it that? Is it a bunch of bickering?
0: it. it the, the, so it's what's interesting about it is like um. So like yeah, Jason Biggs. He's got this really bad. Uh, he's like a, a screenwriter in in New York, and he has a really bad um, agent played by Danny DeVito. And then um, he meets Woody Allen's character. And there's a question of whether Woody Allen's character is like a real person or maybe like some kind of, you know, almost like kind of like in in Fight Club, right, where you've got. Really? So Edward he might Morton. be like
1: a figment of Jason. Right. Imagination. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so he <laughs> he does things that are kind of much more extreme. Like So there's a scene where there's these like these um white supremacists in the area. Mm. And, um, and I guess they'd given Biggs a hard time. And so Woody Allen's character, like, grabs, like, I don't remember what it was. It was like a crowbar or something, and he smashes their windows out, and then they speed away or something like that. That's and the so, closest
1: you're going to get to Woody Allen action movie.
0: That's what I was going to say. This is yeah. this is the most action, I think. This one, this this probably is it. Uh, well, yeah. It, 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 and it's only those couple scenes. Like, it's not a lot. Oh, okay, but... You
1: should probably go back to Hot C in a minute. Yes, we... you want, I want to mention one thing, which was I was watching Martial Law. That's the show of Sammo Hung.
0: Oh, yes, yeah.
1: And... I watched the complete series. I think it's really good, by the way. If you, have, you should we should buy it and watch it. But there they had the crossover of early edition. You remember the show where he gets the guy, Kyle Chandler gets a newspaper a day early? Oh yes, yeah. So they had a crossover with that in martial laws. So uh, Sam Mohan drops by and he says, I know your secret. Well, I can say it in the accent, but now I might get yeah. in trouble. No but, right, like, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: right. But because his English isn't that great. But yeah. That's part of the appeal, though. So it was the most action-packed early edition episode I've ever seen. It's like Samuel <laughs> hung. It's like beating up people. There's like people right. getting people to play glass windows. Carl Chandler's punching people. It's like yeah. the show is usually so kind of boring. So mm-hmm. It was like it was non-stop action. It was like, whoa, this is rocking for early edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, under- yeah funny
0: thing, too, because you, you're telling me about Marshall. Sorry. I don't know if you can hear a sirens in the background here. Um,
1: uh, no, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Okay, good because yeah, we got the, the fire. Maybe like maybe about. like a faint. I would say. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, uh, when you were mentioning about martial law, one of the things that came to mind that I had kind of forgotten about was that, you know, that was on the same night as as Walker, and you yes. know, there was that that period where um, uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Stacey Keach were going to have an action show on CBS right. where they had the pilot. Invisible force, yeah, that's yeah. I... I mean, imagine what kind of a night that would have been on a Saturday night to have. It Walker really would kick you in the head. I mean, right. like you get Sam, you get Sam o, Chuck, and Rothrock and Keech. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, what a missed opportunity there. But that would have, I mean, we would be talking about, I mean, we still kind of talk about those shows, but I think we'd be talking about that night. I mean, because, because you know, kind of what happens, right, is that martial law kind of goes away. We kind of, you know, like you said, we can we kind of forget how great that one was. Um, it was really, it was surprisingly
1: good. Actually, there was some heart to it. Arsenal Hall wasn't as annoying in the later <laughs> right. seasons.
0: yeah. I, Kelly who said, like Kelly.
1: Kelly Who was all over it, yeah. and so the action's
0: fantastic. Yeah,
1: because they, I guess Samuel Hung brought his stunt team over to LA to film it.
0: So yeah, it was it um, was a really fun show, especially on a yeah. Saturday night. You know, like you, you know, you're you're kind of figuring out what you're gonna do before you get to USA up all night. You know, um, it was a that that was a good one to watch, and you know, of course, Walker Texas Ranger became a huge butt of jokes with um you know with Conan O'Brien had where you do the like Walker the Walker Lever, Lever, yeah. Lever and all that kind of stuff, and so. It it would have been interesting if irresistible force would have really kind of you know made that just like an entire I mean it it would have been a unique thing because I think now CBS was trying to do it again where they were doing like Hawaii 50 and Magnum reboots and kind of make it
1: let's bring back something like this.
0: You know, people like kicking and punching. Yeah, and I think you know, action on TV you know whatever it was cuz i mean you know remember you know we you know i i was i've been watching a team episodes um, oh, cuz nice. they they play that on 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 me tv and, mm-hmm. and 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 I, I think about how fun that is i mean yes nobody ever gets shot in on the a team but there's right. still like explosions cars being flipped and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know we think of the the um the Air the Wolf. shows yeah. yeah, Airwolf. right airwolf wolf yeah. was another great one ha- uh, sledgehammer um you know ha- um a hunter like you, you forget sometimes with hunter like how much action was in a hunter episode you know until you till you watch it. it
1: until the later seasons where he's riding a desk
0: but right exactly i've already, yeah.
1: I've already railed against that like a hundred <laughs> times right. already. that's like, true multiple
0: podcasts <laughs> that's
1: but in the first point. few seasons he was he was like killing people <laughs> right yeah i mean it was, there was free, a lot of stuff you going know.
0: on there yeah, yeah. and 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 I think nowadays it's like these procedurals where it's the action is really more like, oh, we got to go in and bust this guy, and is anything going to happen? That's about
1: it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do on Blue Bloods, which yeah. I watch. And- yeah,
0: and a lot of those shows are like, you know, NCIS and, and doesn't really have a lot of action, um, you know, Law and Order, uh, CSI. And I think. That was a piece that we, you know, I I, I kind of forget like how much how good that was. But also, it, it it does make for like really fun. I mean, maybe it's the expense, maybe it's the the cost nowadays. I think so. it's expensive.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why Marshall Law got canceled. I think they almost got a third season, but yeah. they say that Sam didn't like the scripts, but I don't think that's true. I think actually it's just really expensive because the scripts. Well, yes, they were stupid, obviously, but they weren't that stupid. No. I was I was watching I was watching this show in tenor, like This wasn't that
0: dumb. Yeah, well, and and I mean, how how smart do they need to be if Sam o. Hung is bringing it from an action standpoint with his team? You know, it's like, um, yeah, I think that's, a, that's a, there, there's a lot of things like like for you know the kind of almost kind of coming back to this movie a little bit, but um, right, know, really like also, right yeah. but also wire room. But I think also too with with TV shows, if the 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 story only needs to be so good, uh, as long as the action is there or the performances are fun. Or, you know, the actors are giving a good performance like like we can get by on a bad story if there's other exactly. pieces there to help it. And in a way, sometimes those pieces matter more. I mean, very few things that are very strongly story driven for a movie. You know, it's it's not like with a book, right? With a book, you need the story because that's all you have. Right. You don't have anything else but the story. But but a movie, you have so many other pieces that that, 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 that you need for it to work that, you know, stories only so much of it, I think.
1: See, that's the thing. I, I maybe, well, I, I look it up. I look up Marshall all the time because, like, there's got to be more information about why I got canceled. So, yeah. And there was. I mean, like, it was expensive. Yeah. And also, I didn't like the scripts. And then they were like, Sam Hong and Arsenal Hall hate each other. It's like, <laughs> one of those is right. I think it's right. the expenses because they seem yeah. like to have decent chemistry overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I probably should go back to Wire Room. You know, they could maybe yeah. work on Wire Room Show. Or Kevin Dillon to be on. Kevin Dillon should be on a TV show. He
0: would. He would have been a like so. He, it, and I mean, from an age standpoint, he could have done this, right? Because he, he he was born in like '65, I think. So he would have been always old one of these
1: secretly old people. Right. So <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. Right. He's, he, yeah. I think in every movie we. Well, I think he was divorced in in Wire. And we didn't see it as a spouse, but in the other two movies, yeah, he's he's always got a, a spouse who's like 20 years younger than him. Yeah, they're um, always mad at him. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I I um. What are the things I think um yeah from yeah with, with Kevin Dillon, like like he could have done like like when you think of like syndicated action TV shows, yeah, I mean he would be great in like a you know a, a 45 minute, you know Yeah,
1: like a stingray or a cobra kind of yeah. show. Yeah he could play I, like maybe a kind of like a bumbling kind of agent
0: kind of guy. You know what would be awesome, actually yeah, yeah. when you think about it. So he's the bumbling agent guy, and then maybe you get like someone like a Natalie Byrne who's like you know, a, a few, or or um Amy Johnston, right? Like a Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Almost kinda like what like like Cynthia Rothrock would, would was kinda not quite doing with with Stacey Keach because Stacey Keach was more with it. But you know, like you have like this other almost it, it wouldn't quite be a full on inspector gadget approach where you know Inspector Gadget's bumbling and Penny is solving all the crimes. But okay, and brain. Nothing like a brain. Right, brain, exactly. <laughs> but but some of that dynamic, right? Um yeah, I mean yeah, you could have a computer guy who would be like the brain character. like it would almost be like a Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, I, think, I mean I would watch that show.
1: Yeah, I wonder what they call it, but I mean I can't think of the title that quickly yeah. but maybe like, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I mean maybe it would be something like where the the, the characters' names like maybe it's like you know <laughs> it would be great. It would oh, be a great. Like name. uh
1: Brazilian Isles.
0: Yeah. My my wife and I sometimes we'll watch um uh, on the retro channel. Sometimes they'll have old like uh George Burns' show, Burns and Allen. That would be a great title where like, you know, uh Dylan's playing, you know, Officer Burns and then you know John well, yeah, I mean,
1: Natalie Byrne. Natalie.
0: Oh like... that's great. Natalie Byrne could be Burns and then he would yeah. be somebody named Allen and it would be Burns. Yeah, yeah. The... Burns and Allen's back. It's like yeah. wait a second. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe it's like a, a private detective thing where yeah because this yeah. private detective thing is perfect because Dylan has to always be disgraced, right? So, disgraced and, and bumbling. And then Rally right. Burns comes in, helps be his partner. Yes. I think you yeah. have something here. That would be a fantastic TV show. And just, yeah. and, and I think, because I think the the bumbling part of it with, 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 with Dylan, it's like there's. Yeah, well, he's the moving, he's bumbling, but he's not stupid.
1: Right, so, right. Yeah. He's not like a complete, utter, dumb, dumb, you know, himbo guy. Right, you know,
0: like, right, right. Yeah. He, he plays a very flawed character that that actually works. Like, with these Emmett Furla movies— That's the movies, thing. He
1: has—yeah, exactly. He has, like, one and a half, maybe even two dimensions on these characters.
0: Right, right exactly. Like, yeah. you, because you think of what doesn't work with these Emmett Furla, Bruce Willis, um, or now Mel Gibson movies, is that, like, like we think about, like, when we watched Wrong Place um the last time. Yeah. You know, sorry, Ashley not, Green's yeah. character— her, Nothing. Her, her, Right, she has yeah. no flaw to her, she's just always like smarter than the bad guy, all those kind of things. Whereas Kevin Dillon, in a similar situation, he's bumbling, right? He's befuddled, he's trying, he's, he's trying his right. best to figure this out. I, mean, I mean, <laughs> the best scene, one of the best scenes in this, is where he he tries oh, wait, to which outsmart one? the wire room, yeah. No, yeah, you know, in hot seat, okay. He's trying to outsmart the bad guy and he fails, so the bad guy says, you know. He oh, says yes. To him, say it. You're my bitch. And he's like, yeah, I am your bitch. You know? Yeah. yeah. And it <laughs> would go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 sorry. I cut you go ahead. Well, yeah. no, But it was like so perfect because it was like only Dylan could play a character who says something like that and is like that flawed. Like you yeah, wouldn't see Jesse Metcalf too. telling a baddie, I am your bitch. You know, like it no. wouldn't work. It wouldn't work in the and, movie. That makes it funny because
1: then at the end towards the end, was like, look who's in the hot seat now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, please say it. Oh, he did. Yes. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie had a lot of that. I mean, both movies yeah. had a lot of that kind of thing, the, the bad one-liners. I mean, there's the yeah, scene. Yeah, I'll in take how, them. Yeah, yeah. I, they, again, bad one-liner, anything like that. It's like if the movie is fun, it just adds to the fun. But if the movie's bad, it's just more like eye roll and like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Man. I didn't
1: really eye roll on that. I just laughed. yeah. yeah. Because it's it's Kevin Dillon, so you can't really help but laugh.
0: Yeah. I guess, I think those are all my notes. Um, I got to take a look. Um, I I mean, I think kind of final take on both of these. I mean, this was was more of a slog than wire room. Mm -hmm. But I think, one, the Kevin Dillon factor is there that if you enjoy Kevin Dillon, this is fun, Kevin Dillon, where he's sitting um, most of the time. And then Met, Mel Gibson, this is this, – this this reminds you of why Mel Gibson was big in the 90s, yeah, um, this, and, this role.
1: Exactly, and that's why I liked Hot Seat maybe just a little bit more in Wire Room because yeah. you got Kevin Dillon and then you got Mel Gibson putting in a decent
0: performance. Yeah. So you put those
1: two together and you got a somewhat decent – yes, the plot itself is very, very
0: stupid, but – yeah, it's it's a hard movie to get through because it's it's one of those ones where it's like you're just yeah I I don't know about you but I was constantly watching the slider bar to be like okay how much more do I have left um so so that part of it was hard but it's almost kind of like like who let the dogs that with Baja Men right where it's like once you get through it then you go back and think about it and you're like I, I enjoyed that yeah, Johnny exactly. drama I enjoyed that Mel Gibson um you know it's 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 that kind of thing uh, it's these these I think the decision that we made here to go Kevin full on Kevin Dillon yeah, the full drama. <laughs> yeah, I think it did work. I think um, for people out there who you know either watched Entourage or didn't, but you know kind of know who Kevin Dillon is, he makes these movies a little bit more fun. I think. I, I think, and I think he maybe knows that because he knows how to like act. Yes. So right.
1: what, what's funny was when I watched Wire, Room, I watched the Wire Room and Hothi back yeah, to back
0: because I yeah me too.
1: So I just like, hey, look who's back! <laughs> it's Johnny <laughs> Drama and Hothi. Right. He opens the door and he has that goatee again, and it's like, oh, hey, look who's back.
0: Right. Sure. It, there's, there's something about it. and It, it, it is. It, I mean, and the other thing too, we talked about, cause we were talking about some of the the best sit down roles ever. Maybe we, we can, we can get into that in a bit, but one of the things that makes Kevin Dillon interesting in a sit down role is that, that ADD factor where he can't sit still. Um, so it, he plays these characters that, like, I, and I don't know if in real life he's like that, if he's, like, the kind of person that, like, if you're on a, on a plane, he's that person sitting in front of you that just, you see the seat moving constantly because they just they just keep, like, shaking around and moving and going, on. you know, and they keep leaning back as far as they can and all that kind of stuff. Like, if he's, he's that kind of person or if he's just good at playing that kind of person, you know, like, he's just good at, like, you know, just, like, he's watched people his whole life that do that and he's just, like, he's going to keep doing it. But it, it adds, like, an element of – a dynamic element to a sit-down role.
1: That's and hopefully he can do more of these soon. So I'll, I'll also <laughs> keep, I'm going to keep an eye on,
0: uh, on all yeah. giant drama. Yeah. But then, we, we were talking about this, uh, kind of off the air about some of the best sit down roles ever. I mean, I think, you know, obviously we think of, of Mickey Rooney. Um, in in uh, you know, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the movie? Um, on, that,
1: what, that with Ted Force?
0: General? No, oh, without. Oh, you're talking about a Dangerous Place. Dangerous Yes. Dangerous, you know, um, yeah, actually, so Mickey Rooney, right, was a maximum force. Um, right, I'm thinking of Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Patten was another good sit-down. Yeah. Yeah, I get them confused. I get those two confused. They do a lot, look a lot alike. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dick Van Patten, Dangerous Place, Rooney, Maximum Force, both sit-down rolls.
0: Yeah. So. Well, the funny thing about Dick Van Patten in A Dangerous Place we were talking about is that the only time he stands up is when Aaron Gray walks into his office, and he feels like, well, it's a woman, I have to stand up and 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 greet her. So, if Ted Jan Roberts had had a single dad in that movie instead of a single mom, we, maybe we never see him uh, stand up. Like maybe he never. Um,
1: he, he doesn't have legs.
0: Like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but, but you're right, Maximum Force with Rudy sitting in the back of the limo the whole time was was a fantastic
1: I one. I kind of wish he came out of the limo at the end, though. Wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah, you know, I, always, I always make fun of that, but wouldn't it be great if we actually just, like, you know what, I'm out of this limo, time to yell at you some more, then he gets shot or
0: something, It yeah, he blows up. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I would have been okay. Have an end
1: to that character, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of, we <laughs> just kind of just get that there where he's just sitting. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, yeah, I it's... Know. it's <laughs>
1: And we never got the the uh, ending of Rooney's character as we wanted. Yes, it's funny that he's in it, but yeah, I gotta yeah, get I a better have... copy. By the way, mine's like an EP, you know, text tape.
0: I gotta I get a think better. I I had it. I rented it on DVD. I, um, I yeah, yeah,
1: I, I found it at this place called Time Tunnel, and I just at the time I was like, well, hey, look, it's not going for us. Yeah, but then I realized, okay, I can get a better copy. Right. And then I just never. Then I never did because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, but yeah. if I find, I don't want to pay too much online, so if it's like I, like i said 10 10 bucks i'll, I'll maybe i'll buy it it's definitely a uh, fun one
0: for people yeah, out there who have to it's a fun one it. for sure and force yeah i think it, it's it's still... worth checking out for people um I, you know sam jones is just always um you can't go wrong with sam jones no he, in the 90s in particular he he just had this like kind of brick head kind of thing where yeah, he just brick like head. Yeah. you know he's just like this is this just sort of like kind of brick it was like the whole thing, you know. But um, yeah. I mean, of course, it's it's you know, it's PM. It's got you know, uh, uh, John Saxon, um, Richard Lynch as well. But then, yeah, yeah Richard
1: just... It's like Yamamoto, <laughs> Max Tanabe.
0: Right. right. Yeah. It's just That's the, the whole thing, up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kind of looking myself at it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mickey Rudy. Uh, yeah. So oh, I didn't realize this that Van Patten in in Dangerous Place plays principal. Yes. <laughs> Mickey Rooney in this place, chief of police. That's the yeah. only name.
1: He oh has. right, <laughs> yeah, so he has no names. So that makes it funny.
0: Oh, another thing too with these sit-down roles is you, you get no names. So yeah, I, I, I think you know in terms of sit-down roles, those are some fun ones. And then we, talk, yeah. we talked about Segal. I think um, I think Sniper Special Ops is an interesting one because
1: I got um, a chance to watch my Harry he just kind of sits or
0: lays down the whole time. Yeah, so so Simon at Explosive Action, I think he actually documents how much yeah. time you spend standing. I gotta review
1: that review, but it was really funny. Yes, uh,
0: but yeah, you know, I think of also like a lot of those um, those. Uh, uh, um, Keone Waxman movies that, that Seagal did where he would sit behind a desk or a chair or something and then you'd have somebody else out there doing the heavy lifting. And you know, I think there was even scenes where he was supposed to be driving and it was just like him with <laughs> a steering wheel in front of him and a green yeah, screen behind Yeah, I kind of see
1: that. And I, I think, I don't remember what movie that was, but it was very obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, so.
0: I, was Seagal's sit-down? Maybe Shadow door? Man. It might, yeah, it was that one or it was, um, there was a, a General Commander maybe or... Well, I haven't watch um,
1: that yet, but I will. Yeah. Or not gen- General... So yeah, dinner, that's like his last movie. I mean,
0: I don't think he has two jobs. But. Right. Yeah. Well, and one actually one thing I forgot to mention about um Hot Seat, actually, now we're mm-hmm. talking about Seagal. The director of Hot Seat, um, James Cullen Bressack, he mm-hmm. did the last Seagal movie. Um what was that one? Payback oh, or um Beyond the final Law. Final Payback? The the one with um with DMX. Beyond the Law. Beyond the Law, that's right. Why did I think payback? What was I thinking about was payback? But well, um, there's
1: payback and there's pay dirt, as you saw in the last want Yeah.
0: No right, Paige, that's the one with um uh, Goss and um uh, yeah, yeah, which I I did that for a different podcast. It was a, that one actually. It wasn't horrible. The ending of it, it was really. I don't want to give it away, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so um,
1: I'll get to it one day. <laughs> I'm interested, but I, just, I have a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, James Colin Breslack, I remember him because he. Early on, um, when he was first starting out, he would send out his screeners to kind of, kind of, to everybody. But his his movies were really like kind of like disturbing horror movie kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so he did one about these like anti-Semitic like this anti-Semitic home invasion where they're like kind of torturing um, mm-hmm. these. Uh, uh, the Jewish people neighbor And he, he did it, you know, he's, he's of Jewish descent. So that's why he, he kind of didn't think it was so bad that he was doing it. But I was like, I'm not touching that movie. That's just too much right, I, get in trouble. <laughs> right. I, well, not even to get in trouble. I was like, I don't know if yeah. I want to watch that kind of a movie, right. you know, like, I don't know if I want to see a movie like that. So when I saw that, he finally started getting these roles and it looks like he's kind of in with the Emmett Furler crew where he's kind of in their stable of directors now, where um, they're just kind of pumping out these movies and he's, he's able to kind of come in and do it. I think. Between Beyond the Law and this one, this one had a lot of like things edited into it. It was almost like, um, you know, when, when like, you talk about staying up late at night and you watch, um, you know, like commercials, this was almost kind of like that where it's like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, do you know, do you have, um, you know, were you exposed to this thing and have this problem? And it's like they're like talking about like this horrible like, you know, oh, talcum powder gave you cancer and it shows like. You know, call now, and it'll show a cellphone picture. You know, and it's like then it shows a person like sitting at their window with their head in their hand, going, "Oh, I've got cancer." You know, and all these kinds of things. And um, it was kind of like the way he did that, where he would like, you know, like just edit in all this stuff constantly into the movie, like you know, like um, you know, someone would mention something, and it would just throw something in it. It, it almost had that kind of feel to it. I don't know if you, you had that same sense
1: uh, here and there, because it was it got a little messy. I think I wrote that in my notes. Yeah. That, but, um, but I thought overall was okay. I think both movies really weren't that bad. Just yeah, kind of, I'll put a little button on it.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, and I think with Bressac, one of the things I noticed between this and Beyond the Laws, I think as a director, he kind of takes these movies that, you know, where um, – I, I was talking to uh, to, to Scott Murphy um, on a previous podcast where he was talking about how horror movies, a lot of times the director is sort of making art. Whereas with the action movies, a lot of times they get a director, and they're just doing a job to get the movie done. Um, and oh, I think okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think for him, I think with a lot of these movies that, that you could say that, right? That, that, you know, these directors are just kind of given a job to get this movie mm-hmm. in the can. And I think for him, yeah, it does kind of... possible. Yeah, exactly. And I think for him, there is a, a feeling of like, yes, I'm in here to do the job and get this movie done. But I also have this thing as a director where I like to kind of have fun as a director. He throws in some stuff here and there um, that are little directorial touches that I I do kind of appreciate. So the other little element there just to to, to kind of mention.
1: Yeah, so I think... This uh, conversation went pretty well about these uh, Kev Dillon movies, so
0: it's like, yeah, I, uh, I think I think we made the right call. I think yeah, I think um, we did. So that we, was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll see where we go next with these because, yeah. uh, as you said, there is a lot out there for us to be be doing. So yeah, that'd um, be good. Yeah, so I'll we'll do this kind of, again for sure. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what's available. We'll see what happens. But yeah, before we wrap up, Ty, did you have any plugs for us?
1: Oh, I guess um, Ty Action Rocks is the Instagram, and then. Um, the Compositives.net. You can find that. Yeah. You can type in the old Google search, yeah. and then uh, that's about it. We'll do unsung Dudikoff soon, by the way. Yes. Have to yeah. Set we'll, that up soon. Uh, very soon. I'd
0: yeah. That'll that'll be a good. Classic look. scheduling. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention about your site, because um, we were oh, talking sure. about this yesterday, uh, we were talking because you know, speaking of this film, having Shannon Doherty, we are talking about other 90210. Oh events. yeah. And
1: Perry, the Triangle.
0: Yes. And yeah. your the review of the Triangle is one of the, the one, of, one of my favorites on your site. Right. Oh, like, I'll tell yeah. the Brett. It is hilarious. So I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, I don't know, I don't know if I have a top ten of your favorite reviews. Oh, that's or nice. website, but, yeah. but 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 that's definitely up there. So for people out there, I mean, definitely go check out the site anyway, come come with your reviews.net. But yeah, that one on the triangle, it's it, it you handle it that wrote itself, Yeah, yeah so. it's it, it's handled as perfectly yeah. as it can be. Um it's it's so great. And and I think it's it's one of those classics anyway, that like I I've got a review for the site at some point because I, yeah, I remember seeing it on silly TVS. Fun. Yeah. yeah.
1: A TBS Superstation original movie, right? Exactly. So, the original Tubi.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah, Good old TBS, where they would have those, those their their original movies on, and um, yeah, just yeah, funny. Yeah. The thing I always loved about TBS was late at night when it was like they would like at midnight they would show Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to like two in the morning, they'd start the Andy Sedaris films. And, right. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And right. it was like,
0: like, how much are they gonna edit out of this Andy Sedaris movie? <laughs> uh, almost everything. Right. Exactly. Right, yeah, I gotta like say, a...
1: <laughs> well, thanks again for having me on. We'll have to do this again soon. Yeah. Um, I think we'll you we'll know have to figure out what movies are next.
0: Yeah, we'll see what ends up on Tubi um or on Hulu or what or whatnot, mm. or if we just kind of go into some of the other ones. But you know, I think we we've got some interesting places to go. So we've still got a lot of Willis oh, out there for to sure. do. And now you know yeah, Kevin Dillon and, and now you know looks like Bill Gibson might be one that we're gonna be thinking about. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's so, so a lot of places. And of course, if people have ideas, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, but sure. yeah. connoisseur at yahoo.com. If you've got some some movies in this vein, so they don't absolutely have to be an Emmett Furler Oasis production, but it's that kind of idea, I think, is kind of what we're looking for. Exactly. Perf- that's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Excellent. Well, well. Thanks everyone for listening, and and thanks again, Todd, for coming on. It was a great time. Oh, you're very
1: welcome. Happy to do it.
0: Absolutely. Bye, everyone. Bye.